Hey, everybody. It is the Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 103, and it is your pals, Mario, Brian, and our special guest today, Rich. Mario, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. I'm glad we got Rich on. This is awesome. This is like a magical Christmas day. This is uh, this is like ski media worlds colliding. This is this is the crossover that everyone was waiting for. Boom! Blow your mind. Pretty much, yeah. So, Rich, this welcome. Is, this is Jack Nicholson in his business. <laughs> Nothing better than, than this happening right now. This was like I was thinking more like uh, when Ric Flair came to the <laughs> WWF. <laughs> That good. I mean, Woo! Like, like what you did there, given the fact that, that 30 for 30 came out this week. I just watched yeah. it. Nature did you? I missed it. I, you know, I can't stay up that late. Dude, I uh, I got a little, I little teary. I heard so end. much about it, man. It gets a little rough at the end. Does it? It wow. gets a little rough at the end, yeah. I um, ran into him when I lived in Charlotte for a while because he was in the same building. And he was kind of a douche, but he was still – he was around. But he's a nature boy. You, you're going to expect a little bit of that from Ric Flair, you know? He's got to, you know? Limo driving or limo riding. And... <laughs> he has the best clothes, the best cars, the best women. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the worst retirement so. plan, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worst right. 401k returns. I saw Andre the Giant in LaGuardia Airport, too, and it was freakish to even look at. Yeah, he was just well. He was the best thing about Andre the Giant is that he would actually bring a trailer with him, like wherever they went, just full of booze. Like he would have a trailer just full of portions of them. Drank a night. Yeah, that's crazy. The proportions of vodka, like we would drink, like a mixed drink. Yeah, but he was just freakish size. It was like the shoes were big, like his hand, like everything was big. I was like, I was just like in awe. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, the only person I ever saw at an airport uh, that was remotely cool and, and jacked was Debo. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, from Friday? Yeah, from Friday. But he, you know what's funny? He wasn't really like, yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd be riding a bicycle through it. Like, oh, no, <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's one of those carts that like only special people get to ride on when they're in the airport. Nice. So I did actually say Debo was coming. <laughs> Watch out, Tebo coming. My, my chain, my necklace, and my Mom, my grandma shirt. gave me that. <laughs> so, so yes, so this is the crossover that everyone's been waiting for. Um, Rich is with all about Apre, which we will be getting to in a little bit. But you know us, skibumpodcast.com. That's where you get all of our info. Check us out: facebook.com/skibumpodcast, instagram.com/skibumpodcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.com slash ski bump. Pinterest, don't forget Pinterest. Don't forget Pinterest. Are you on the Pinterest? We are on the Pinterest. We pin, oh, do we ever? That's Mar Mario's the pinner. All right. We pin it up. Check out your boards. Highfalutins. And <laughs> we we're also on SoundCloud. We, I mean, who isn't on SoundCloud these days? we haven't posted anything in a couple of months. Highfalutin dash ski bump if you want to listen to a podcast number 52, but it's wow. out there. Got a retro it. That's right. So without further ado, let's get into it. It's time for Opray Today. Right. Mary, you want to go first? Yeah, let me, uh, let me do a little... Uh, what I'm doing today is a little Pineapple Beach by Funky Buddha. It is a... It's a fruity little... It's, it's kind of a... I gotta say it's a Pilsner. But... Um, but it's, it's an IPA? Pretty, no, it's not an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, I usually go for the IPA, but it's a funky Buddha, pineapple beach. Uh, it's pretty good. Nice. I mean, a funky Buddha. 
are they out of Florida? So Funky Buddha is uh, big in Tampa, and they're legit. They they make some pretty damn good beers. So everybody hears about Cigar City, but um, Funky Buddha is like the other like they're well known, but not outside of the area. Like like Cigar City gets a lot of play. Like they're being distributed everywhere now. Uh, they're the ones who make highlight, right? Yeah. Or as yeah. my wife likes to say, JLA. 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 I love Highlight, too. Um, but they started carrying it even up in New Jersey because they switched distributors, so they're carrying it everywhere. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Funky Buddha up there. I actually looked at um, Beer Advocate, and Funky Buddha makes a beer. I think it's Funky Buddha in the top 10 all-time of the – uh, beer advocate beers. I was like, "What? Really?" So yeah, they're pretty legit. Wow, nice. So Rich and I, we are since we're in studio, we have a pretty special beer. Um, Rich, would you care to? Yeah, sure. Talk about um, what we got. So, so my my last name is actually Stoner. Um, so, uh, it's funny. I'm not really a rich stoner by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but, um, it is my last name. So I roll with it. And nice. The, uh, one of my favorite places to eat in Southern Vermont in Brattleboro is a place called Whetstone Station. It's an interesting, it's an interesting little restaurant. It is, it's, it's right on the Connecticut river. It's, it's a place where, you know, in the summer they have a beer garden up top and it overlooks the Connecticut river and you can actually see into New Hampshire. Matter of fact, the state line between Vermont and New Hampshire runs right through the bar. And oh wow! Yeah, it's wild. So you could actually like kind of straddle the state line and drink a beer in both states at the same time. In the bar. Yeah, in the bar. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, if you and go to the website, they have a picture of that. But, you know, the funny part about it is, is a good friend of mine. I always say it's like it's a type of view that you you don't really think you'd ever get in Southern Vermont. It's something you think you maybe <laughs> get along the shores of Maine or something like that. The view is is unbelievable. Uh, just overlooking this this you know river with the, the you know the mountains in the background, and so anyway, nonetheless, uh, I brought I, I reached out to them and they sent us down. They have uh, two of their signature beers. They sent us the Big Stoner, uh, <laughs> which, which I thought was great. Vermont <laughs> Double IPA, and then one of my one of my uh, go to beers went up there, the Wet Stoner, which is their Session IPA. And so that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna drink right now. So I'm gonna crack the big stoner. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So they do like is it like the custom cans they do the or crowlers? Like, yeah. The crowlers, yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Right. This is what happens so, when you think's live. Their you know? food is, you know, their food is phenomenal. They have uh, they have this burger that I usually like to get whenever it's like one of those peanut butter burgers. Have you ever have you guys ever dabbled? No. On your burger? I have that not. Awesome. No. Yeah, so they I, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, it is definitely my go-to my go-to meal when I got that and the the beer and cheddar soup that they have and they oh my god, they had these last time I was there they had beer and cheddar. Oh yeah. They had this this poutine that was topped with with beer batter fried cheese curds. Oh nice. Which you never really thought you'd you want beer battered fried cheese curds until you have them (laughs) and you wonder why you never had these (laughs) earlier in your there's something about cheese curds that's magical it's like taking something you shouldn't eat and deep frying it and then eating it (laughs) it's awesome so here we go on the big stoner it's actually not as not as necessarily hoppy as i would have it seems kind of light 
it's little, light. I little think fruity. Only, I think we saw it was only about seven. It says eight percent ABV. Yeah, percent ABV. So mm-hmm. that's actually, I guess that's right around. Double that's IPA. what like a, a like double, a honey yeah. topper or something yeah. is. Yeah, it smells dynamite though. Singles usually about a six or seven. A doubles usually eight, yeah. nine, right? Ten. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get those doubles that are just. Well, 11, 12, and you're like, whoa. Like, okay, I'm done for the night. Yeah. Well, this what place is down here. Definitely, this one's definitely uh, more sessionable than, than other doubles. I, I love a big, like a thick, hazy, cloudy New England IPA. Yeah. That's my favorite. Nice. Mm. There's a bunch of places. So Big Storm Brewery is big down here, and they make a – so they have on their menu all the time, they have a single, double, triple, and quadruple uh, Belgian Belgium IPA. Ooh, and that's... it's like I've had the quad. I'm like, it does not taste as good. It's definitely a funky flavor. When you get into that range, it's just it changes everything. It's weird. Yeah, quadruple Belgian style. That seems a little a little yeah. overdoing it. It's a little ridiculous, right? Probably something that I would look at on the shelf and never look at again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to try it one time, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. Whetstone, uh, Whetstone Station has a mug club, and oh, yeah. I think they have like a menu of a hundred beers that you have to try, other than the ones they brew themselves. And you have to do it over the course of a year. And if you do, all, if you drink all hundred over the course of a year, you get a mug that's on the wall, like a numbered mug. And then apparently, like there's like there's a you can go like for a second go round, and then you get a different colored mug. And then I think there's only like one or two people that have done it for the third go round. <laughs> So, so one wow. year, 300, one year, three, no, one year. No, no, no. So 300 over the course of three. I think, I think that's oh. what it is. it's one year. It's a hundred for the one year. So my buddy and I, I mean, if I get there, like if I get there twice a year, maybe three times, you know, I'm lucky and which I try to make it a point to get there because it is, it is my favorite place to go up there. And I was like, God, do you think I could pull this off in three visits? <laughs> you know, like pull off a hundred beers in three visits, and like, how would be impressive? It would be impressive. But then I was told by by someone who actually has it, and they're like, you know what? There's some beers on that menu that you can't, you know, you you can only have because they're kind of weird and funky. Like you can only yes. have one, and then you might be done for the night. Ooh. I can. So there's a. Uh, you guys have been to the Cloverleaf, right? By you guys. Cloverleaf. Oh, that's in West Caldwell, right? What's called though? So they do the. Um, you can get your doctorate there. Uh, <laughs> and your doctorate is you do a hundred beers. Twenty-five years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> you do a hundred beers and you get like a doctorate or whatever, and you get your, your name on a little little thing on the wall. And then there's people that have gotten like the triple quadruple. They're like, yes, I'm on my fourth doctorate. I'm like, yeah, you drink beer, dude. <laughs> but there's yeah. there's some beers on there like. I would never drink those beers ever. I'm like, and you got to fight through them. You're like, yeah, I have to drink one of these. It's tough. Yeah, there's some tough ones out there. I think people try to get a little too creative. Well, people think they're going to like every beer. And you know what? Like once you start drinking beers, you're like, I really don't like white beers. So a big, gigantic white beer is not going to sit well with me. You know, like just not a fan of it. So, so, but uh, this is, and then the second one we just poured here is the Whetstoner, and this is one of my favorites. It's a, it's a session IPA. Cheers. Cheers. It's definitely crushable. Nice. Oh, it's way lighter. Yeah, it's way lighter. After the double, yeah, it's like yes. almost having water. So what's the difference? So the the dry was a uh, double, and the wet is a uh, not as strong. Oh, the wet is a session, yeah. The wet's only a four and a half. The big stone. Oh, it's a session. But you can actually now that have now having the wet stoner after the double. You can really taste the 
the hoppiness of the double IPA for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! But, I mean, to go up there, we go up there once a year. We usually hit. So we we have a little uh, little golf outing up in Vermont, up at Stratton Mountain in the summer. We usually go up a day early, and we usually head over to Whetstone Station and you know hang out up on the top beer garden overlooking the the river, and and you know have three, four, five Whetstoners. How far is that from Stratton? It's about forty-five minutes. So it's it's in Brattle, you know, Brattleboro is probably yeah, it's probably about forty-five from from Stratton. It's probably a little closer to the Haystack Mount Snow area. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, let's call it maybe a half hour. Okay. You know, half hour, maybe to Willington, maybe yeah, maybe a little bit longer um, to Mount Snow. But it's worth it, like you know, especially especially in the um, you know as as in the spring months, spring skiing months. If you go up there, you know, get up there, you know, you can get there by. You leave work by three o'clock. You probably get to Whetstone Station by seven. You know, on a Friday night, which isn't bad because it's still almost light out at that time. Because in the spring, in the spring, the spring yeah. Mm -hmm. So stop you know, in on the way to Hill Farms. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, the, and then right down the road is cool. So you, you can pick up a couple of these crawlers from Whetstone, right? For your for your apres in the uh, parking lot the next day. And nice. Then, yeah, you can. Uh, you can walk over. There's a there's a food co-op that has one of the best beer selections up there that I've ever seen. And then also in Brattleboro, there's two other breweries. Um, but I will say Whetstone is is by far my favorite brewery up there. Which was the other one in in so Brattleboro? One of Brattleboro, the guys that was on our... uh, Hermit Thrush, which Hermit. is basically all sour beers, and it also has uh, McNeils, which McNeils, uh, you know, not a huge fan of their beers. They were like really good when they first opened and I don't know, just not, not, not my thing. But like I said, Whetstone is a, is a, it, I make it a point to get there. One of these days I'm going to try and do this hundred beers in, in three minutes. I think you guys should do it, man. I mean, I think you got to aim big in this well, world, right? You know, if you don't have goals, I'm going to fly up for a weekend and just do that and ski. What How about you that? For? You know what? That you got to challenge yourself every day, right? You know what? I'm, I'm writing it down because goals are better when you write them down. I'm going to write exactly. it down this pad right now. Because drink. Well, plus this podcast is proof of it. You know, you're going to have this. We're going to have to put it on my board. They'll be like, hey, it's Rich, how's the goal your challenge there? So, I, don't, I don't put a challenge. I put it on my vision board. Mug club. Your vision board on Pinterest. Yes. There you go. Right? On Pinterest, that's right. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah. All right, I have my goal. Goal, timely fashion in one year. Oh, look at that. You said it. Boom. Because your liver is only going to be an extra year older next right. year. So. You know what? That's a good point, Brian. Your right. liver is only getting older. You have to do the drinking now. Right. Your liver is as young as it's ever going to be right now. If I don't do it today, if I don't do it this year, my, my liver will be a year older when I do. So, <laughs> exactly. It's the Warren Miller. Think about your liver. <laughs> I'm happy I wrote this down. See? You guys have inspired me. I knew they knew something great would come out of this. Inspiration comes from different places. We inspire decadence. <laughs> you never know where you're gonna be inspired from. So is it the Tim's Awesome Burger, the one you were talking about? It is the Tim's Vermont awesome cheddar cheese, lettuce, mm. tomato. Vermont cheddar glazed, is great. I gotta say glazed bacon and peanut butter. Yeah, so there's wow. cheddar cheese, maple glazed bacon, and peanut butter all on a burger. And I don't know who Tim is, but the burger itself is awesome. Is Tim Horton? Tim Horton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I, I would get that. You know, if I were up there, if I had to pick my my big three, I would go with the Tim's awesome burger. I would definitely get some <clears throat> Vermont cheddar, uh, that uh, beer and cheddar soup, and I would get that uh, 
like I said, that poutine because you can't really yeah. go wrong with poutine. There's nothing better than, especially ones with fried beer battered fried cheese curds. Well, I think Vermont is one of the only places in the U.S. you're allowed to eat poutine because it is at least bordering Canada. Oh, okay. You know, right. you don't want to get poutine like Delaware. No. It's just not right. That's just fries with a bunch of stuff on it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but you you want it to be at least touching Canada. Yeah. Then it's then it's okay. Um, Once you touch it, it doesn't feel weird. You've got to be touching <laughs> it. As long as you touch it, it doesn't feel weird. Canada, then I don't know what you're touching. Exactly. <laughs> uh, something about Vermont cheddar, though. I gotta say, like out of all the cheddar I've eaten, fucking Vermont cheddar is great. Cabot is dynamite, yeah. Yeah. It's like the sharp, extra sharp, the seriously sharp, whatever they have, the wicked sharp. It's fucking great, man. It is good cheddar. There's a uh, The cows are happy up there. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say I've seen cheddar down here in Tampa that we get. Ugh. It is like sad, like gooey ass. It's almost like horrible cheese. I'm like, that's not cheddar. It's gotta be hard, crisp, crumbly. <laughs> 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 I just yeah, maybe they should use different animals' milk yeah. for cheese down there. You know, like gator, gator, what gator, gator milk, gator milk, gator milk. Cheese. Can you milk a gator? Why not? It's got gators have nipples, milk, right? I'm nipples. Can you milk me? Yeah. Come on. Just like uh, Burmese pythons, you could use them for cheese. Oh, there you go. Snake venom cheese. Snake venom. What you got, Florida? Make it spit hot fire. Show us what you got. <laughs> Show us what you got. All right, so we're sticking with Vermont in our, our little uh, our first story here in the apparatus today. So uh, as being Killington skiers, we have been to the Hoppin' Moose in Rutland a few times. But unfortunately, it looks like the Hoppin' Moose are getting into some legal troubles with the good folks at Moosehead Brewery ah. up in uh, previously mentioned Canada. Hey, now, it's another country. You got to extradite me to charge me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Moosehead is claiming like trade infringement lawsuit against the local brew pub, citing similarities in name and logo. Well, I mean, who the hell puts a like a trademark on a moose? First of all, exactly. That's exactly. the only thing that's similar. They're both moose. Yeah, it's a moose. Yeah. Right now. Unless it's Bullwinkle, it's a regular moose. I mean, the, I mean, Hop and Moose. I'll be perfectly honest. Hop and Moose's logo is kind of ghetto. It looks like they put it together in five minutes with clip art. Yeah, I think my kids put so, so the same stickers together last. <laughs> it's like a clip art logo. Yeah, so no offense, clip art, Like it should be trademarkable. Yeah, I mean that's like Microsoft Word right there. I mean, they used even the moose's head for Hop and Moose or the antlers. I guess has look looks looks like it has more points. I don't, I don't really see this here. No, I think they're really stretching. I mean, again, the only thing similar is it's got moose and they both sell beer. That's about it. And why you got to be a bunch of dicks and like, like shut down like the small brewery, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they do claim that, that they don't, they want to try and settle outside of, you know, outside of uh, the court, I, I'm assuming. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess they see him as a competitor. It's good for hopping moose <laughs> because they're touching Canada. Because See, touching, that, it all comes so out of touching. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not weird. Hopping moose was in another state. There was and not touching Canada. There wouldn't be an issue. I they should have a collaboration. Been so long Moosehead's been around forever. Yeah, they should have a moose on moose collaboration. Seven. That's what I'm saying. That's a that's a long time to be around. It really is. When I went to school in Buffalo, the moose is loose. 
Yeah, look at those look at those antlers. It's kind yeah. of he's been around. I, I I was actually reading, um, and I'm and I'm saying this in all seriousness. Uh, Moosehead actually has a habit of of um, lawsuit of you know claiming lawsuits against other companies. Oh, do they really? Yeah, last year they they actually sued another brewery for uh, their beer, which was called. And I'm dead serious when I say this, guys. Moose knuckle. <laughs> uh, but no but here's the thing it's spelt it's spelt m-u-s with one of those like like little, um, those german umlauts german access yeah the umlaut. like the moose yeah, like the, uh, the hair moose or the, the yeah. chocolate moose um yeah. so yeah there's apparently yeah they did they did sue some other company i mean give you know if you're as creative if you're creative enough to make a beer called moose knuckle yeah you know, i'm writing this down because this is moose on moose crime <laughs> this is i'm gonna dig into this well, yeah, apparently, Moose had won a trial last year against the Adirondack Pub what? and Brewery in Albany, which used a moose head on a logo for its Moose Whiz root beer. Yeah, that's damn. Are they going to sue Bo Bowling next? Like, what, what's it like? Because well, he was definitely out after 1867, was right? He touching Canada too. Always. Yeah. Well, I think Rocky was Canadian, right? That was, is that what well, you had the Russian dude. You had the the other that. Boris and Natasha. It was uh, it was Putin. Is Dominic? <laughs> no, I Putin. Dominic. Oh, they have the Vladimir Putin. Dominic, I call. Him. <laughs> All right, so I'm writing uh, a note for a follow-up. Moose on moose crime. That's what it is. Moose on moose crime. You know what? They just want a nice sorry, and that they're gonna change their name. Just but it's sorry. But it's M O O S E versus M O U Umlau S E. See, moose yeah, on moose crime. Yeah. So that was last year's. Uh, that was last year's moose. Knuckle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> knuckle trial. Um, so this year they're, you know, can you produce the moose knuckle? We want to see this exhibit a, the moose knuckle. <laughs> well, you know, in America we call that a camel toe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's that? Like... <laughs> moose camel, it's the same thing. No, it's moose whiz root beer. They're yeah, suing like over beer. root beer. Oh. Root beer, sarsaparilla. Really, honestly, I'm disappointed. How litigious! You know, I'm going to protest them. I'm never drinking Moosehead Lager again. The yeah. <laughs> take I that. Think we, I'm going to start around drinking Moosehead Lager since the last time I drank Moosehead Lager, which was never. Day. Yes, I've never had it. I just have one thing to say: Moose lives matter. Same. Moose lives matter. They certainly do. <laughs> Apparently, moose lawyers matter even more. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody saying, lawyers' lives matter? We're like, no, we're just going to mow you guys that. down. <laughs> <laughs> just mow you guys down. How about that? Yeah. All right. And we got another Vermont beer story. Mario, you want to take this one? I'll take this one, but I have another one waiting in the wings that's not on here. So I think you should take this one. In the wing. Well, you know what? Take your story, and then I'll do this one after. All right. So I'm talking to some guy like that I met out just in passing, and he's talking about ice beer. And I'm like, yeah, I've had butt ice. It sucks. I've had <laughs> molten ice, like every ice, remember, for a while. Yeah. And he was telling me about this. He's like, no, no, there's like real ice beer. So I started looking it up, and it's basically what they do is they brew beer, and then they freeze it down, and they scoop out the, uh, the crystals that form. And what they're doing is they're taking out the water. So they're actually getting it down. Like they have these companies that are getting it down to like, 11, 12, 14. There was one company that got it down like almost 50% alcohol. <laughs> whoa. And it's like, whoa, this is kind of crazy shit. So 
I got to follow this a little bit more to see who's doing this. But um, yeah, the, there's actually a lot of companies that are getting into this now because it's like the new gimmick. They're like, well, what else can we get into? So, so they're actually using the crystals to make the beer. Is that what you're? No, they, they make the beer. They, they do the whole brewing process for the beer. So it's almost like you could brew a Pilsner that's like 4%, 4.5%. And then all of a sudden you start freezing it down. And what you're doing is what, what forms first is the, um, is the water. So then they get that, they scoop that off. And now you have what's left over is higher alcohol beer. So oh, is it almost brew- like, a, like a distillery then? Like a, when you distill like whiskey? Like how you get the Because like a condensation is what you're using when you're distilling. Right whiskey or something right but if you were to heat it up you're going to change the property of it all together you're not changing the property of it you're just concentrating it weird concept yeah. but so i gotta find out like he mentioned a few breweries and i'm like i i don't know they were in like uh czechoslovakia or something like i don't know i'm not going on to sites because they're gonna hack me or something you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, gonna have to pay some bitcoin to like find out what's going on with that beer well, that was the big yeah. thing i mean and this was like those you know, not the ice beer that you're speaking of at the moment, but that was the big thing back in the day with the key, with the with the ice beers. Weren't they supposed to be higher alcohol? Yes. That was the point. That was the point, right? Yeah, Keystone right. Ice. Keystone Ice. I remember that <laughs> one time we went over, we used to go into Elizabeth, uh, Baywick World of Liquors in Elizabeth, which was the greatest liquor store. You know, we, we were in Staten Island for college, and, you know, to drive over, we, we would drive over there. There was one time we went, and they had, they had uh, post-dated or uh, past-dated keys. They had like literally pallets of them. Nice. And I love the past-dated stuff. It's just like, like just four dollars a case. <laughs> so at the time, I was driving like a seven-foot Baron. The thing was the size of you know the size of basically nice you know, a tractor trailer. So we would go over there and we we basically loaded up the trunk, the back seat, the you know the front seat with with all these cases of of keys. Bungee cords ice. for the roof. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, bungee that to the roof? That's fucking <laughs> precious. That is precious. But, you know, obviously, but it was, you know, it was, uh, you were looking for that fire. Under the mattress, of course. <laughs> in mass quantities. In mass quantities. Yeah, under enough, the mattress, enough, of course, because yeah, you got to put that on top. Alcohol in uh, uh, past dated Keystone Ice. Really. By the pallet. By the pallet. <laughs> like and a true we, gentleman. Yeah. Past dated Keystone Hey, does anybody want some past dated Keystone Ice? And if this was in today's time, we would have kept the pallet, broke it down, and made a table out of it. But yes, yeah, <laughs> just, we weren't thinking that way back then. There was we a bunch of hippies back then. No, none of that, right? Just throw your friends through it, like jump yeah. off the roof. <laughs> Today, you being your Prius, just smoking weed—that's all you do. That's a big thing with Browns fans, isn't it? Like they jump, they uh, they have the table set up, and they when they're doing their uh, their, no, it's the Bills, the, the tailgate. Oh, the Bills. Um, like they jump through the tables. Yeah. With- <laughs> what? Yeah, I can't. They have a name for themselves, and I can't think of the name of it. Uh, I've been up at a years. I've yeah. been up at a Bills game many years ago. It was not fun. <laughs> you got to stay warm any way you can. If yeah. it talks, if yeah, it jump true. jump off a, a bus through a table, it keeps no, you it, warm. It was. Let's try to get in a fight. It was. It was bad. It was just yeah. not not good. All right, so we have one more beer story this week, and this is about. I hope I pronounce this right. If it's Luce or Luce Farm partners with Brewer to make Luce Libre Farms. Just say it like yeah, <laughs> depends upon how Italian you are. Yeah, we'll go with Luce. We'll make it sound a little bit I like classy. It. So Luce Farm partners with Brewer to make CBD beer, and uh, Luce Farm is an organic family farm, and they have done a partnership with Long Trail Brewing up in Vermont 
to create a CBD beer. Um, and what the farm is known for is they have, they produce honey, like the CBD infused honey uh, with all the bees that they have there. Nice. And what they've done is they've used that honey, worked with Long Trail and created this beer with this CBD honey. And they uh, originally released it over the summer, making uh, a honey ginger IPA, which sounds nice. pretty delicious. And it sold out really quick during Labor Day weekend. So they've, they decided back on Columbus Day to create a bunch more. And again, it sold out. So they're trying to see if they can make this like a viable product and add it to, to Long Trail's you know, regular list of seasonal beers they have which is cool. Um, you know, it's, it's a different way, a different approach, different ingredient. Uh, now there's no THC in it. So you're not going to get, you know, super high off this, this beer. And I know there have been some breweries out in California that have messed with it with beer and also with wine. Yeah. I know the wine we talked about last year. Yeah. Adding uh, cannabis to wine. I gotta say, I don't think that's a great flavor profile. What do you think? You know, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the point when the guy, when uh, John Kimmick made Hetty Topper, his point, his purpose was to make it the most, to make it smell as close to weed as possible. Like just shutting so many hops into it. That was I can get that with purpose. beer, but to do that to wine is like a little, mm, I don't know. It could be the peanut butter on the burger of, uh, of wine. You know, you never know until you actually it try it. Be. You gotta try it. This is that, like, is, is, does this now, does this beer become good for me? Because I think so. It doesn't have and doesn't CBD have like anti-inflammatory properties? Like, oh yeah. I mean, this beer could make you young again. It could make you having seizures. Yeah, stop seizures. You know? exactly. Anti-inflammatory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Epilepsy. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I I think it's just brilliant. It's it's going to be interesting to see that as you know as cannabis becomes more uh, less uh, less illegal all over the country. It's going to be interesting to see God. like where where they're going to take it, what direction, you know, it's not just making pot brownies. I'm surprised that Long Trail jumped in on this now. Yeah, right. They're kind of a bigger brewery they're at this point. Brewery. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're like, the, they were like the pioneer. I mean, I guess they were the pioneers of craft brewing. So maybe, maybe this, they're, now they're going to be the pioneers of including CBD and craft brewing. I don't know. So maybe they're trying to do whatever they can to not get bought by Vale or Aspen. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what they're doing right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I did see, I did see that uh, Long Trail is bringing Hibernator back. They are, yeah. Nice. But to the demise of Sick Day. Oh, no. Yeah, so there's no Sick Day, today, but they're bringing back Hibernator, and now they have CBD honey beer. Which... What they, they do? They did the Sick Day Citrus? What was the last one? No, that did? was Limbo. That was Limbo Citrus. Still had the Limbo and the Limbo Citrus, yeah. yeah. Which Dude, was that so good. Triple bag on Nitro was fucking awesome. That Anything was, on Nitro was great. A double bag fan, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think that might be my favorite. Yeah, the triple on nitro though. It's good. Oh, that was Any, so good. Yeah. Dude, anything on nitro tastes so much better. You could put like peels on nitro, it'd be great. <laughs> peels on nitro. <laughs> peels on nitro. PBR on nitro. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way to drink PBR on nitro. No, the only way to drink PBR is ice cold on out of a can. You gotta quickly. I don't even want that on nitro. On track. I want that flat almost. <laughs> Extremely quick. <laughs> After doing a little bit of crack, it tastes great. Yeah. <laughs> PBR. It's a great, uh, that's a great breakfast beer. Quite honestly. <laughs> really Damn. And it's everywhere. Every ski town has it. It's, it's, it is. 
it honestly is, I think, it has made a name for itself as one of the best related beers. I don't know how they did it. I don't know why it came. I, I love the fact that they did it, though. It's, it's genius. Oh, no. And even like you see people like the like PBR skis or like a PBR yeah, jacket. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like a cult following that they developed, which is uh, excellent. Loudmouth golf. You guys ever hear that? No. Yes. You know, John Daly's pants, those crazy. Oh, yeah. Pants. Yeah. So loudmouth golf actually <laughs> PBR clothing with like the PBR golf pants and a, like a PBR suit. And wow. Yeah. Like a PBR, like leisure suit. Yeah, yeah. I tried that to get would be great to me, but uh, they it was like it had to be custom made. I was like, all right, forget it. Just custom made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have a tailor, yeah. you know, in India. He's. I was like, I didn't realize. <laughs> a tailor in India measured for the PBR suit. <laughs> you got to do that. Like, yeah, I should. I could. I, that's such a great like like spring fling kind of ski day. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You got to go to the hunt in that thing. I mean. <laughs> Oh, you know what you got to do? You got to get like your Uncle Sam. Beer at the hunk. With the long tail coats in the back, you know, and a top hat and be like on Gaper Day, like wearing that thing. All about operate at the hunt. That'd be fucking great. Last year, this is a good good PBR PBR story. Last year we're, and I'm not really sure how we got to PBR, but anyway, and I guess I hopped onto the lift my daughter was we had just dropped my daughter off at, at her at her ski lesson so my wife and i hop onto the lift with these with these two young guys and we're riding the lift up and i look over and the guy's like reaching into his backpack and he pulls out a pbr that's like harry yeah like, <laughs> god yeah i look at him like dude it's like 10 a.m by the way no. yeah go, pbrs he was like yeah you want one? <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I want one. So he, you know, he passes one over. So I cracked. I only it. got six, yeah, bro. My, my wife was like, <laughs> so we all, so we, so the three of us are, we crack our beers. And the one guy looks at it, he goes, oh, look, it's won an award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're blessed. And finally, we like, we get, we realize like we're, we're drinking our beers and we're like, you know, 10 meters from the top of it. Like, oh, we got to chug this. You know, we get off. Yeah. We, you know, we go our separate ways. And, you uh, properly recycle the cans, of course. Of course. I smashed exactly. my bag and there I recycled go. it at the bottom when I got there. So fast forward like 24 hours and I, you know, again, I don't know where my buddy was at this time, but I, I jump on the lift. It's my wife, my, my oldest daughter, who's, who's uh, eight and, you know, some other guy at the time. So I, I kind of, we hop on, I'm sitting all the way to the right, and I kind of le- reach my left hand out, and I, I kind of push my, my daughter back, and I look to my left, and lo and behold, there's the same guy from yesterday on the lift. Me. I was like, Dude, what's up? And he's like, he's like, yo, you want a beer? I was like, oh, yeah, I want a beer. Oh, yeah. Whips out the PBRs. <laughs> Boom. We're drinking PBRs again at 10 a.m. on freaking lift. Now, nice. is it possible he had a magical bag that always has six cold PBRs? I, I think it is. I hope it. I, hope that's <laughs> I want to believe. Have you seen? Have you seen that cooler that that you hit? It has an ejector button and it turns <laughs> the beer to you. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe his backpack could be the same thing. Like <sighs> this cooler actually has a um, a, like almost like a trap door in the top of the, of the cooler. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I think it's remote controlled, and you like hit a button, and it the trap door opens, and out pops a beer to you. Oh, that's awesome! Cracking, yeah. So imagine if we had some kind of backpack like that, where, like, you just hit hit a button on the strap that goes over your shoulder. Dude, it would be like, <laughs> you want to talk about Christmas, guys? How is Camelback not on top of this? Yeah. It's like Dude. we've combined state of the art military submarine torpedo launching <laughs> technology with Camelback to create. Uh, 
it would be actually like you know one of those shirt shooters but like a t-shirt gun one of those t-shirt guns but like rogue t-shirt gun it would just like imprint like cans in people's heads it would be oh, i'm not looking bam there you go didn't duffman have that in the simpsons the blue, the blue ribbon on your on your forehead as a result uh, yeah then you won an award too which is <laughs> that's where they gotta like change the bottom of the can so that when it hits your head it like does a can like imprint and says PBR. Kind of a logo, yeah, right? It's got to be reversed on the bottom of the can. Like a Game of Thrones where they use the wax to like put their uh, the mark oh, of the house yeah, on there yeah. and the yes. seal. Oh, it would be all like all Stark, all Stark. You got PBR'd, bro. <laughs> you got PBR'd, bro. I see it. You got the dire wolf on your head. I see what you got. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> oh, man. I already had to take care of that. Damn. He's badass. Oh. Totally. All right. So we almost were able to segue from the CBD beer into. Let's get into <laughs> We have a very topical Frank's Bean of the Week. Frank, I'm in. And it's called. So thank you, Frank. It's called White Bastard. White Bastard. Now, White Bastard is an Indica dominant strain predominantly found east of the Rocky Mountains. White Bastard. It's. <laughs> parentage dj shorts blueberry and godbud through its strong aroma of blueberry intermixed with notes of earth skunk and forest white bastard what a combo I mean, if that doesn't say white bastard i don't know what the hell does now, <laughs> the effects are powerful and calming white and bastard the consumer with weighted relaxation and a creeping buzz that keeps the mind clear and the eyes squinted White bastard. <laughs> white bastard throughout the day to combat ailments such as nausea, headaches, and moderate physical pain while preserving mental clarity. White bastard. <laughs> now, the reason why we have chosen, actually Frank has chosen White Bastard as the Bean of the Week is because New Jersey, Jersey's new governor, Phil Murphy, white bastard. ahead <laughs> legal marijuana. And he's a white bastard. He is a white bastard. He was a Goldman Sachs guy, so he's definitely a bastard. There's a chance. And he's definitely white. Never give him a chance. He's from Goldman. White bastard. He is saying that he, uh, there. Do you remember Corazine? Do you forget Corazine? Come on, man. He was as as Goldman as it got. Goldman as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But now he. he, Bill Murphy has said he (laughs) wants to get a measure passed within 100 days of of being uh, sworn in as governor. So Ticker's gone. Ticker's waiting. Ticker's waiting. And sadly, I don't know anything else about his platform. All I knew is he wanted to legalize marijuana, and I voted for him. So I don't know what that says about me. I also voted for Gary Johnson last year in the presidential election, so I like to vote for crazy people who want to legalize marijuana. So you know what yeah, that says? White bastard. That says white bastard. <laughs> it's my white privilege being used, apparently, to vote. Just males. Just males with your yacht. I'm just I'm just kind of stoked as a, flying uh, as a teacher that the the apparently the money earned from these this cannabis sale is going to fund the pension. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that'd be great. You know, I wonder what that's going to say about the you know the anti-drug campaigns within the school. Yeah, right. It's like, well, it's like, dare don't do drugs, but we're going to use the sale of drugs to fund the pension for the teachers who are telling you to do. Nothing. Well, but it'll be along with the money from the gambling that we have in, in Jersey. Too. We're going to open that North Jersey casino finally. You yeah, know, get that going. Supposed to go to Monmouth Park for. Who's going to put it together with the with the gambling fund? 
Yeah. Well, part of that whole problem is what we define as drugs. You know, like what, when you define it, it's so easy to just call, you know, marijuana, heroin, crack, Coke, that's all drugs. But like, what about caffeine? Caffeine is a drug, you know? Aspirin is a drug. Ibuprofen is a drug. It's so easy to just, to, to blanket statement, everything is being bad. But you know what? Everyone's using something every day just to get by. I mean, how many people are, are chugging four coffees just to get awake and get to work, just to get Adderall. the job done, um, you know? I just Adderall, out, yeah. Listen, as my wife always says, the best days are the days when you go from coffee to beer. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> That is a wise woman. That should right be there. on a t-shirt. Yeah, that's why I married her. Why is that, that is on a t-shirt woman. yet? I, it will be. Nice. It will be. <laughs> I just have to say, she, she's got a poetry book coming out soon. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Spoken word. <laughs> Spoken <Slam> poetry. <laughs> coffee, 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 beer, 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 coffee, coffee, beer. No, I just found out my nephew's on Adderall. I'm like, God damn, I got to hang out with him a little bit more. Yeah. Like, what you doing with that Adderall, man? Yeah, but, but how many kids do? Probably on some sort of Ritalin or something to keep them. You know, there's... Dude, there's like 80% of the kids in school now. Yeah, They're just like, uh, write, them a, write them a script. Adderall. And, and that's the problem with someone like Jeff Sessions is that he just wants – everything he learned, he learned in 1963 and his brain turned off. He's like, I have not, no new information. I don't want to hear it. And uh, that's, that's why we have the policies that we do now. But, you know, things are starting to slowly unravel and people are starting to look at things at a case-by-case basis. And, you know, we're evolving as a species, all of us together, slowly, most of us. Jersey wanted to swing away, and all we got was the bunt. That's See, we needed, we needed big fat Chris Christie to be there to be this massive prick to have that, you know. It's like when you have the big, that dragon uh, ride at the amusement park where it swings up really high one direction, then it, you know, swings back in another direction. It swung as far as Christie could like, swing, being 900 pounds. And now it's just swinging back in another direction, you know. <laughs> It's that bacon, egg, and it's that tail ham, egg, and cheese. It's the tail ham. Christie's trying to leave office on this like anti-drug campaign, right? Yeah. With like you know, opioids. stop the opioids, right? And, and, and boom, in comes Phil, and Phil's like, nope, we're gonna legalize marijuana. But isn't it great? He's in charge of addiction problems, and he's like addicted to Twinkies and Kit Kats and whatever. And you know what? They're gonna legalize marijuana. Things are gonna be super chill in New Jersey. It's gonna get better, and he's gonna take credit for it. Like, <laughs> because of my policies, everything is better here now. Well, opioid addiction is going to go down because people have like mar- medical marijuana. They've actually done studies to say, well, it'll probably help, but he's going to take credit for it. He's going to be like, oh, I got out and I, I, I was against opioid addiction and he's going to get out and they're going to legalize marijuana. He's going to be like, oh yes, it's tied to me saying we should get away from opioid addiction. Well, just look at, look at White Bastard's profile. It's a weighted relaxation. Now, Wait, White Bastard, who are we talking about? Or are we talking about Christy? The actual train. <laughs> Oh, okay. I should have clarified, yes. The actual strain white bastard. Look, There's a lot of white bastards. <laughs> this is true. Weighted relaxation. Now, is there any state in the country that needs more relaxation than New Jersey? Like everyone, go on the turnpike at like five o'clock yeah. and just see how much real, that, this, this. No, thing, no, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Chill out. Montana needs more relaxation, I think. They're pretty fucking stressed. There's six people though, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go up to whitefish and they do a little backcountry. They see another person and they're like, holy shit, this whole fishing thing is, is they, done. They found my fishing. Not a burger bowl when there's like two people skiing and not one. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, are you shitting me? There's another like person. Nine rainbow trout that I caught. You're in Telluride. You're like waiting for a – there's a fucking line, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think New Jersey's going to – I think we're going to be all right. I think things are, things are going to fare very well once this goes into play. But, again, it has to happen. So, you know – You guys will persevere? We will, we will overcome. We will overcome. <laughs> Jersey's strong. 
Keep hope alive. Hashtag Jersey Strong. Let's go to the shore. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag Jersey Strong. <laughs> All right. And with that, let's go to ski news. All right, Mario, you want to kick this one off? I do. After the pop-ups come up, but it's really happening. Ski season is starting in New England this week. So we have a lot of openings this week. Um, we got Killington is opening. They're open now. Killington but open, yeah. We are recording this on Thursday. They opened yesterday for season pass holders. Damn and it. I, I love seeing the videos when they show them. I mean, there's two runs open. It's rhyme and reason. You know, it's the ones in the, the Northridge triple. There's these two runs. They're pretty much like, you know, the <laughs> exact same run. They're not that long. But there's like hundreds of people waiting to get on. You would think and, it's Black Friday at Toys R Us, right? Uh, Oh, it's Walmart at 6 a.m. Yeah, on Black in, Friday. It's beautiful. Trampling people. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the line for when a base had opened a couple weeks ago? Yeah. It had to be a mile long. It's crazy. And, and the only thing that was longer was the line for their mug club. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, somebody's hanging out in the bar going like, yeah, this is great. I got a seat. <laughs> they go in, they do one run, you know, you get to say you did it, you post your Instagram shot, and you uh, yeah. move on with the day. Just chill out. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, um, I guess it's pretty. I mean, they they've they're gearing up now because I mean that World they Cup have to. two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Two, that. Didn't two know, weeks out. It was so close. It's the earliest it can be this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, la- uh, yeah, last year they said it was they needed uh, five or six days of good snow blowing nights to like blow snow, mm-hmm. and they'd be ready. So they got to be jonesing to like do that for like leading up to it. So. Well, it's going to be super cold up there this weekend. It's going to be in the lows in the team yeah. or the single digits. Yeah, so they're going to cool. just probably blow the shit out of the mountain this they're weekend. They're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they were the Superstar yesterday. And I mean, it's, they, they've got a coat on it, but I mean, a coat, not enough I'm to. I'm surprised that they don't have more on that. I would have I thought they would have more. I think they wait until, because they don't really open that because it's at the bottom of the mountain. Right. Um, that one up top, Rhyme and Reason are kind of in the coldest part up top there. Yeah. Uh, they always do that first every year. And then, yeah. you know, Knowing they have two weeks, they're they're gonna start getting really serious about it now. Well, um, rhyme reason, like you said, is pretty high up. I mean, it's it's definitely a few hundred feet above where they're gonna do the uh, World Cup. Oh, easily, yeah, easily a couple hundred feet. It's that cold part of the canyon there. I mean, it, it's a yeah. really good spot if you're gonna you know start the season off. It's always a little bit more frozen down there. Yeah, but yeah, the, so they're open already. Mount Snow, Sunday River, and Okemo are all opening this weekend. So. Mm. Yeah, a lot of places in uh, New England getting started. Yeah, I was pretty stoked to see Mount Snow opening. It's kind of my home mountain. So, oh, nice. I wonder what. I mean, I'm guessing. I mean, I wonder what runs they're going to have open. Probably, I don't know. probably just up. I mean, you obviously, you have to get to the bottom somehow because there's no way to. Oh, dude, the backside. The backside was. Um... You can't get around though. You can't do the yeah, backside. No, you you can't get back to the mountain though. They probably they're probably going to run it um, right down the front of the mountain. I can't think of the name of it. Sundance or no? I was not. I was thinking the one to the right of it. Oh god! Sundance or Snowdance or whatever that is. That might be it. Yeah. Isn't there a Mount Snow uh, map there up here somewhere? There somewhere. should be. Oh, well, you, Mister Map Man. I know. I got the maps. Sure, we can pull this up on like the internet or something. Yeah, I got all my like, maps hanging up here. Google. That fancy interweb. We don't like the interweb. Yeah, I like having something tactile, you know. And on, on another <laughs> note, I'll be I'll be at Okemo in less than a month, so I'm actually excited to see them opening and having nice. snow early because I'd like to. Yeah, when I go up there, I like to actually have, you know, have snow. Trails, yeah, know. they were saying that um like World Cup and those ones in the the very top up there, yeah. those are the ones they're gonna have open cool. this weekend. Yeah, 
Oh, nice. And then we saw today uh, Mammoth had their first day today. Nice. I know Mario, I and our buddy. Last day was like two days ago, right? A uh, week, actually. They needed a whole week to kind of get things reset yeah, yeah. over there, yeah. No, we got to blow some snow. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's been uh, it's nice. August August yeah, I think it was the second weekend in yeah, August. Crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was absolutely nuts. Like, they didn't really shut down. They just kept, like, they had a little break to give everybody that works there, like, break off, and then, like, hey, let's open again. Yeah, the people at the people at Mammoth were so pissed because we didn't sign up to work this hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, really, we're not pulling doubles. I, I got to go home. Like, you know, it's like being in summer school again, man. This sucks. Well, which is funny because you're like, you think about, oh, it's so awesome to have this this open, but to manage a facility like that, you're like, I don't have people that are ready to work like past a certain date. Like, it's well, that's always the problem that they run into with the uh, those like work programs with that they do with the uh, the visas the visas the work oh the visas all turned in they gotta they gotta leave you yeah know? they gotta bounce so that's why like you know you get these you get these Migra shows up and they would a bus and they just chuck them in there right. longer snow years and they can't you know that they, they they're like all right well we have to close April 11th because all our employees are gone April 12th um, but wait a minute there's still four feet you know there's still four foot of a base and yeah you know, nobody you know people that want to ski and nobody will work next weekend. Yeah, that's like another time. You know, uh, our buddy Nick, he was he was telling us that a couple of years ago when he was living in California, he'd go to ski Mammoth all the time, and uh, they got a massive dumping like the second week in October, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna open. Yeah. And you know, the head of of marketing is busting tables because it was just where whatever warm bodies were around are just yeah, gonna man. start working. Just well, it's an interesting too. Like I saw I saw this picture of uh, at Jackson Hole. The, the, the snow had to be up to the guys like mid chest and he was walking through it and, and they're not opening until Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's wild to think that, you know, but here we have out East, we got, you know, they, they spent two, two, three days, yeah. so, you know, 24 hours around the clock. Oh. Like, We're open. Let's do it. Yeah. For two runs. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Well, yeah, too, I guess Jackson's on, you know, national park grounds as well. So yeah, there's something you know, the, the government. Oh, they have that. They have to shut down by a certain day cause they don't have a lease. Right. Same way, yeah. I think Telluride too. Remember, they were yeah. closing like April 11th or whatever every year, depending on a bunch of places like that out in Colorado. Damn it, yeah. I love Telluride. Yeah, it's fantastic. I can't breathe there, but I love it. Breathing's <laughs> overrated, right? It's overrated. And then, kind of in the same vein as the uh, all these New England resorts opening, Canadian resorts are opening too. Banff's Mount Norquay uh, officially opened last Friday. Oh, in Nakiska. In Calgary is open as well. So, Banff Mountain, uh, Canadian Rockies, you're getting snow up there too. So, a lot of places are starting to to get what they need to open, and it's only gonna the floodgates are gonna open over the next two weeks. Once Thanksgiving hits, you know all the big resorts are gonna be open, uh, weather permitting, of course. But yeah, it's that uh, that awesome time of year. You know, it's uh, it's like getting cold, it's getting dark, it's getting beautiful. So, everyone's getting excited to ski. It's just getting under 85 degrees down here. Just saying. Ugh. I yeah. can't even imagine. Exactly. Exactly. Funky Buddha. You got Funky Buddha. I know. Alligator cheese. Too <laughs> fucking hot. At least I could cycle yeah. around. Uh, as long as I have my, my trips planned, I'm good. You know? There you go. That's good. All right. Next up. Now, Rich, I know you have some insights here. Uh, DPS. Oh, you do. DPS. I guess I better have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no free rides on this oh. podcast. Ooh. So DPS just revealed their Kickstarter about a week or so ago for their DPS Phantom. doing a Kickstarter. I fucking love that. 
Phantom, their Phantom permanent base glide treatment for skis and snowboards. So this is a one-time application base coating that forever eliminates the need for waxing your ski and board. I mean, my first thought on this was that Mr. Zog somewhere is really pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, like, really? You're killing me. Sex wax. He may have to whack a guy or off a guy or whack off a guy. Like, <laughs> or <laughs> whack off a <laughs> guy. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, you're going to put out the ski guys. You're going to put out the shoe shine guy. Like, everybody's fucking out of business right now. Yeah, this is going to mess with ski, uh, you know, ski shop. It's going to be a JFK. Somebody's going to shoot the oh. DPS guy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I did get wind of this actually somewhere mid to late summer. Uh oh. And inside scoop. Inside, inside scoop. scoop. Yeah, and I, I was like, wait, hold on a second. I, I, I actually couldn't really be allowed to say this. What's that? Yeah. Are you allowed to say this without like being oh, no, no, no. for like it's insider not, trading? I guess it's nothing you can't find on on the internet. But I I I did find like a trade on this. I did I did find out that they actually. <laughs> surpassed like their their kickstarter goal in like four hours yeah thirty five thousand dollars was their goal they're at 164 right yeah, now with 21 they, days left yeah and then they goal by 100 percent in less than 24 hours so wow Wait, but i want to know can i still contribute and get the waxing on my skis there's 21 more days left i just don't know. i mean I, I don't know there's a pledge to 100 so this is pretty so if you do the 90 dollars applications 160 dollars you get the two applications, it's still a bargain. The interesting thing, though, if you think about it, because, like, like I guess it's one application, right? And, I mean, aren't there different waxes for different types of ski, uh, different types of ski? Conditions, right? If it's like, yeah. So, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> it's like a spring wax or a winter wax. or. And we all saw Winter Vacation with Chevy Chase put that thing on the, and he just zipped right down. That's what I'm talking about. The uh, non-nutritive uh, non uh, cereal varnish. <laughs> <laughs> this is exact. It's a non-nutritive cereal varnish. This nice. is exactly what it is. Uh, I don't want anything coming between me and my uh, government piece of plastic. You know. <laughs> Later, dudes. <laughs> See, this is exactly what we're talking about. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's. it's I guess Thank it's. You like, chase. Do you have to reapply every year, or, or are they just suggesting that it's one thing? I think it's one and done, right? I mean, one and done. Glide. There's an infinite glide with the little sideways infinity figure. Infinity symbol, yeah. Infinity. Yeah. Zero harmful effects on the environment. One time application. So infinite glide. Yeah. So for 160 bucks, you get two applications. I feel like they're saying two pair of skis, or this is really bad body. for business. No, in general, in the sense that, like, well, if you like, nobody's gonna want to wax anymore. I guess I, I could see that. I could see the thing right here. All the all the guys that are smoking weed, just like hanging out, waxing skis at night, out of business. All the little ski dogs that are and the shop dogs, they're out of business too. They're, they're like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, who's thinking about the shop dogs? Shop Nobody. Dogs. Shop dogs gotta eat, man. Yeah, and they can't eat this wax. Damn it, man. Mr. Unless, Zog, they could eat. Wait, unless it's edible. It's Let's delicious. <laughs> it might be delicious and plant-based. Guys, yeah, Zog's is pissed. He's pissed, man. Oh, this is not right. I mean, again, I, you know what? As a as a skier, this is kind of again, it's kind of a nice idea. This could be. I mean, hey, three letters DPS, three letters JFK. He's going down. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have to, although he's still got. It. So all right. So if all right. So this is one application, right? Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, you get your skis still get your skis tuned what maybe a year twice once twice a year. Yeah. Like if you're getting them tuned up, like is that affecting the phantom wax? 
or whatever it is. They would scra- it's probably scrape it off, right? right. So yeah. Do you have to reapply? I actually think they have a patent for this. So the funniest part is maybe they're just going to keep it for DPS skis. Could be. Have you ever have you been on a pair of DPS skis? I have a pair of DPS skis. You're a lucky man. <laughs> they are. They are some six skis. They're pretty fucking awesome. I gotta say. Which ones you have? Uh, I have the hybrid whalers. Okay. Um, I uh, I test drove the the Cassiar, the Alchemist Cassiars last year, and they were, are those the ones oh, for this year? The new ones? ones. Oh, dude, those are nice. Yeah. Mm. You can get it in a Kickstarter for thirteen forty nine. There you go, bargain man. One bargain. pair of the Alchemists uh, and your Phantom yeah, Applied, and the Phantom of the uh, the Phantom. Of- Isn't that funny? They say it's Phantom Applied. Maybe they just don't even put it on. And how would you even know? How would you know it's a Phantom that comes in? While you're sleeping and applies it at night. I don't know. It could be proprietary. I, that would be a good gimmick for them to say, look, you don't ever have to get our skis waxed. Take your other skis, get them waxed, whatever you got to do. We're not putting anybody out of business, but you buy our skis, never wax. Mm. I guess that mean, it, listen, if it's an environmental thing, that's, that's kind of cool, I guess, right? We got to... They have plant-based waxes. How much is the wax? Yeah, they have the plant-based stuff. Yeah, like, what is I'm saying? Is, is wax bad for the environment? I, I've never heard that it I'm was. Candles, shit. No, <laughs> it's it's like it's <laughs> less than put- Yankee Candle's going to shut down because of this too. Like, uh, where does the blood? Where does the bloodbath end? <laughs> it's less than a garbage can of uh, crude oil just burning. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Dick Cheney's got like seven SUVs that run on, uh, you know, dog blood. <laughs> So, you know, how good is that for the environment? Remember that BP thing we had a few years ago? It's probably a lot less than that. <laughs> Remember the South Park when they made fun of that? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Hundreds of gallons of fucking crude oil going into the ocean. It's like, what? Oops. Oops. What's their stock doing? It's mm. all-time high. Triple my what bad. it was back then. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Yeah. They're, like, diversifying, like, how they have their company scheduled. Because we got to just, like, shed some of the light on on us it's crazy yeah so anyway more, more to come about this it'll be interesting to see what, i mean I, I don't know how many people have actually tested this too in the open market yeah, i'm, I'm sure I, I i'd be curious to spend a, a season skiing with it and see what happens i would love to see what happens with that yeah. i think DPS. we should get dps skis with dps wax and let's side by side test non-dps wax but dps skis and just you know maybe dps should send us a pair a couple pairs and we could test them out that's what I'm thinking. Well, podcast at gmail.com. And uh, <laughs> all about Africa. Whaler on Whaler. I think. Whaler on Whaler. Whaler on Whaler. Anyway, so next up we have the Whistle Black Home movie. Did you see this, Brian? I watched the first half of it today. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It's free it's, out there. It's Yeah, it's out there on YouTube. And it's the only like ski movie that actually takes place at one resort. That's kind of like the way they're. All right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they only had six helicopters, yeah. nine drones, and 47 GoPros. Go but did they have a monoski? <laughs> if they didn't have a monoski, I don't, I don't think I want to watch it. In the first half, there was no monoski. Damn it. The first, the first scene where the dude just flat out sends it. I mean, <sighs> let me, this guy, aside from skiing ability aside, guy knows how to operate ski. I mean, when we were watching this earlier, he, mm. he, does, he basically sends it, straight lines the pillows, Throws a couple backflips, does all kinds of tail grabs, and at the at the very end, skis right up onto the patio, grabs a beer, sits down, and cheers 
with his friend. I'm looking at it right now. Like the dude is right. He's sitting at the edge, ready to jump off. I mean, it, if if that's not how you operate ski, I don't know. I, I don't know. He should have a crown, not a helmet. You like <laughs> yes. I mean, it was just it was watching. I mean, he just yeah, he crushed from the top all the way to the bar. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the dude on the pillows. I'm watching it right now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Lines. I mean, it's it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, oh, it looks so soft and fluffy. It looked quite delicious. And again, sun God, at yeah. Whistler. So, you know, damn it. everyone says hey. how Whistler's always cloudy and snowy, but apparently they found a beautiful day for him to uh, do this day. run. The one Brian, day. every day I've skied at Whistler has been sunny. You know that. This you is true. This. I am aware of this. I'm the only person that the only time I've ever been there at Whistler, always bright and sunny. I think my buddy was there once, and I think there was no snow. <laughs> Actually, Whistler's pretty busy in the summer, though, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't the summer, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, with his ski shit, he's like, yeah, I'm not. This is crap. Yeah, we were out there um, last December, and it was crazy because it was right before, you know, the, the, like, the longest uh, day of the year. He just sat down with the beer. Boom. Yeah, right? right. He nailed it. That's, that, that was awesome. It's style. <laughs> he's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're there the week before, you know, the uh, the solstice, and I mean, considering how far north you are, I mean, it was getting dark by two thirty, like, oh, wow. like legitimately dark. Yeah, so you'd be well, off listen, the mountain by two. Um, we at all about Aubrey, and by we I mean me, <laughs> uh, like to refer to that as early Aubrey. You know what? We were in Europe, and they're drinking beers at nine thirty there. Like they're getting she, into the yeah. resort. Were they PBRs? Um, they were the, uh, the, the Czech equivalent of people. Uh, the pills. They had the dunk yeah. the pills. Vice, and the pills. It was the pills. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, check out yeah, the I movie. Definitely check that out. That's the, I mean, I only saw that one scene, but if the rest are any as good as that. Pretty awesome star, yeah. yeah. It's, it's available awesome. on YouTube. It's free, and we'll have the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Oh, man, I'm watching more of it. It's fucking crazy. It's I'm really good, like, yeah. Good. Uh, next up, so... The Wall Street Journal, that this that ski industry staple, they have announced their five best kept ski resort secrets in the U.S. Uh oh, not secret anymore. But there's six of them. They said the five best. Oh. Um, and now I think you need to have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal to, to view the this. To get to the sixth one to unlock the sixth one. I hate um, that with the Wall Street Journal. You know what? How about fuck the Wall Street Journal? That's what I. That's really what I wanted to say. I'm just. You guys read the Wall Street Journal. I can't read the Wall Street Journal. It's too many words. Yeah. All right. So we'll break it I'm, down. I'm below the sixth grade reading level that they're at, so I just can't. Way too many polysyllabic words in that freaking magazine. Wow, polysyllabic. What word does that even mean? I know what that what? word. What? What? Yeah. Why are you talking about that song? Is it? <laughs> big old Yankee. Those are big old Yankee words to me. Yeah. All right, so here's the list. We're not giving you the details because we can't get to the Wall Street Journal website. Uh, for chill seeking, Magic Mountain, Vermont. Magic. You you've been to Magic, right? I, I, believe it or not, I, I have not been there. Um, but I, I actually have become friendly with the new the new president there over the past year since they took over, and I love I love seeing this. It, it is it's surrounded. It's basically encompassed by locals and. You know, the, the volunteer days that they have throughout the year to get people to come and, you know, redo the lodge, paint the lifts, clear oh, the awesome. it's, it's sick. It's it's great to see. And I will say this, the Black Line Tavern, uh, from what I've heard from a couple of guys over at Ski the East, I'm 
is like the sickest place to operate in, in oh really yeah in vermont so i, nice. I was happy to see that the, the, the president is a great guy and oh that's awesome when we were in mount snow the uh the guy that ran the house on the house he would go to magic he said always go on like a powder day it's freaking awesome he said it's the best place you can get and like midweek right midweek but he said anytime they have like big snow, like just go there. Yeah, but it's the biggest terrain in Southern Vermont because they, they cut the mountain. Like they didn't, they're not like, you know, super highways. They basically cut it with the contour of the mountain. So you actually have some depth to it, some, I don't know, creativity to it's it. It's more natural. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. That's because it was cut by a European. So, yeah. Wow. Well, the other thing too is like they, they always had the, uh, not the big baggy cut. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they always had the uh, the other thing too is they always had the badge where you just like badge in and just go through the gate, not like the stupid hey let's scan your your ski pass we have to like scan it. Oh, the R F R I F. Yeah, the R F I D. Eliminating more jobs, you're yeah. eliminating the freaking yeah. uh, lift gun person. <laughs> like like everybody has this in the world. Why wouldn't you have like? Well, I hate taking out my pass and like showing it. It's the most. Re- Ridiculous thing. I think they have throwback Thursdays, right? At Magic. Do they? Throwback Thursdays. I want to say the lift tickets like twenty five bucks. Oh wow. And the Black Line Tavern has throwback Thursday prices on the menu. So there's it's like it's super cheap. Like the food and the beers are, are crazy cheap. Lindenberry, Vermont, the Black Line Tavern. I just looked it up, but I get six flags Magic Mountain. I'm like, that's a little different. Yes. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when they did like when they did this when when this group came in and bought this place they they had moved they, they did so many things uh this year they actually put in a new lift to service the middle of the mountain so it can kind of allow for more beginner terrain to be accessed and with the with the lodge they moved the black line from where it was about a year ago over to almost almost where it was back in like the the heyday of magic to where it was oh, wow. the abracadabra lounge <laughs> which apparently was was a pretty sick place. Going to reach yeah. out and grab you. So, was yeah. David Copperfield there? <laughs> he had to be there at some Canada. point. <laughs> touch Canada. That's it. It's not creepy if you're touching. That's right. Touching Canada, it's okay. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. I'm going to go with that. It's not creepy yeah, if you're touching. There There's no doubt in my mind. Nice. It's already, it's already in the works. Nice. So next up, Thrifty Thrills, Bridger Bowl in Montana. Wow, Thrifty Thrills. The sidekick, Grand Targhee, Wyoming. I get ah, oh, Grand Targhee. I get the I get the sidekick name. I was trying to figure. I, oh, I, I see the Thrifty Thrills. Grand Targhee is fucking compared awesome. To, I guess compared to Big Sky, it's a little less expensive, oh, yeah. but but it's just as thrilling, maybe more. Yeah. I gotta ask your friends. We had people uh, when we went to Jackson Hole last was last year last year. There was a, a one-day trip they took to Grand Targhee, and everyone said like it was just yeah. so worth it. Yeah. I mean, just the terrain was dynamite, not crowded, just more again, more like old school. Just right. like you're there about for the skiing. You know, Jackson Hole was unbelievable, but it's there's a lot of pomp and circumstance and fanciness right, and right. ridiculous condos and all that stuff. That's kind of well. You know, the, the thing too with with Targhee is that the way it's situated in the mountain. I, I guess those storms come in from the west. Yes, and they just pound it, right? Pound it, and they actually don't get over that those that mountain range. Yeah. So they actually just drop and dump on on Targhee, mm-hmm. and that's why Targhee gets so much more snow than Jack. I mean, it, it's really semantics because it's not like Jackson's struggling for snow. Yeah. See, last year, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like almost six hundred. They got they closed down for like a week because they yeah, lost they power, right? Because they lost the power, power outage. Yeah, that was nuts. More wet star? Sure, please. Boom. Yeah, you gotta start drinking your big stoner. I know. I lo- it's so good. Uh, next up, powder play. Shout out to Nick. I just Shout was out texting to Nick. him. Wolf Creek, Colorado. Yeah. So our buddy Nick He's getting ready to retire there early, and we're gonna trying be to get the podcast, but he keeps being too busy at work working for a former book company that now sells everything. Why is um, such a company man? He's a company man. I'm trying to make him stop. Oh. Trying to make him uh, relinquish the grips of Mr. Bezos. But uh, you so got to make him relinquish the, the, the grip on not living his life. You got to live your life, man. That's true. He needs more weed in his life. And he lives in a state where it's legal. White bastard. White bastard. <laughs> white bastard. <laughs> white white bastard. bastard. <laughs> that's right. White so, powder and white bastard. So, Nick, he is, that's his, that's his. That could be the theme place. for his new, uh, his new venture. White powder, white bastard. That's not a bad idea. So Wolf yeah, Creek, Colorado. Black House, white, uh, white House, Black uh, Market. Whatever or like the uh, White Tiger, Black Jaguar. That exactly. Thing. exactly. So Wolf Creek, that's, uh, that's Nick's home. That's his home away from home. I mean, his it's family turf. owned a, a hotel out there for, for decades. And he keeps saying that he's going to buy his grandmother's old house there. And I'm still waiting. Grab a pair of balls and buy it, man. Buy it. You know what? It's becoming like Happy Gilmore, this whole story. You know, like I think the government's going to come in and sweep up and Shooter's going to buy Grandma's house. And then <laughs> shooter. Gonna, His Grandma's going to be serving Shooter. going to start playing golf and like winning money to win Grandma's house back. But uh, oh, every year we're saying, yeah. uh, we've talked about it many times. You have the kiss face on with a tongue thing. <laughs> Gene Simmons tongue. <laughs> kept saying that you know we're gonna get out there one of these years um and that place is I, and that's one of like my top of the list places i want to get out to because i know they were they're building out that whole backcountry access section buy but, shit yeah. around there now we just gotta invest right now because that's the place that's gonna blow up yeah pagosa springs is the town that's right there um so yeah and uh they're saying too that you know based even on the the global warming projections for some reason because I guess of its elevation down in southern Colorado, they're looking to have more snowpack over the next couple decades versus some of the places that are a little further north. I think their base is at 10,000, so they're, it's really high up there. Yeah, he actually texted us today. He said it's the, like one of the only places for the next 35 years that is predicted to go up in like snowfall and snowpack. snowpack yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then finally, number six in the top five, or the, the five best-kept secrets list, Upside Down World, Powder Mountain. Now, we were talking about this, too, recently. Um, was I was after, you know. Was you and I? Was it? Talking about this for you? Powder Mountain? Yeah, about the whole Silicon Valley type vibe. No, was really? Whoa, whoa. At what are you guys talking about? I, you have special moments with Alice? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we meant to did you guys have a song and a little montage? <laughs> gonna need a montage. Well, no, you guys gonna need a montage for this. The the people that came in and bought it are 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 like Silicon Valley people. Ooh. So tickets. Yeah, there's definitely a concern amongst the the locals. Oh, really? About the what they're doing with with the you know what they're trying to do with the mountain and basically. The, the sense that, you know, because Powder's always been that secret stash kind of place. And it's good, like, what, hour and a half, two hours north of Salt Lake City, right? Oh, no. 
only about 40 Is, is it going to be where I can't ski, but I want to have like a robot ski for me kind of thing? Ogden last year. It's only about 45 minutes out of there, I think. And there's also Snow Basin right Snow there, right? right there. That's right in Ogden, and it's yeah. a little further north. There's like yeah. the town of like Wolf Run or Wolf Creek, and then you get through it, and it's powder. Yeah, just not, north of that. Really, yeah. yeah, it's not really that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because it, you know the local, it, it's always been this local vibe kind of place, and and there's definitely some development that's going on there for sure. That um, I think people don't know which area. Uh, people don't know which way to go about it. Oh wow! No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. So I know my buddy, uh, a local guy here, it's, that's his, that's his go-to spot out there. And, you know, he's like, I don't want my, because I don't want Powder Mountain to be, I don't want people to know about it, you know? Yeah. Right. So I've never skied. I've heard it's awesome. I've only skied snow basin out there, but. Oh, wow. So Richard Branson, I guess is one of the investors. Is that right? Brian Meehan, who was the, uh. Blue Bottle Coffee CEO, Four Hour Work Week author Tim Ferriss, and Tom's Tom's Shoes founder. I mean, oh god, buy one get one. I joked about that dude like eventually having driving a Ferrari around, and now he's gone beyond the Ferrari. He bought a freaking ski mountain. God damn it! Because that's cheap. Yeah, I'm sure all those homeless kids or those poor kids in Africa enjoying their shitty shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tom. He's gonna give them ski lessons. So they they invested in an organization to buy and develop Powder Mountain. Yeah, so wow. there's definitely going to be some development going on there in the next couple of years. Yeah. The plan is to have Powder Mountain as a fully operational battle station by 2022. Have you, have you guys Powder seen? Mountain. I've never skied never. Powder, no. Have you skied there? No, never. I was yeah. just like reading about it today and looking at the area. I'm like, wow, this seems pretty perfect. And yeah. I, I don't know if I want to ski it now. All this was going on behind the scenes. No, I definitely think it's worth it. It's definitely worth going out, like, you know, going out there. I think now is the time. Yeah. Before all this goes down. Ski, uh, ski snow base and then go hang out in Ogden and have a few beers. Nice. Ogden is close to there. See, that's why I, everybody's like all, everybody's like uh, all millhouse on Ogden. Just saying. No, Powder Mountain had a big about Ogden a couple years ago, saying how it's kind of on the upswing. Or if yeah. you want to buy something in like a town that's that's going to be better in like five years, yeah. it's a great opportunity it's, out it's, there. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where like it was an old mining town, wasn't it, it was, or an old train town? Old train or town, and when yeah, the train stopped coming. Our buddy, um, Joe, that's looking to retire soon. He's like, he was looking at Ogden. He's like, that's one of the places for retirement. That's like good, up and coming, but like cheap and taxes and the whole thing so yeah well i was looking at like after we, we were talking on that group chat i was uh, i was looking at real estate up there like wolf run <laughs> which is the town you go ogden and you go north you hit this like development village called wolf run and then powders like six miles north of there in the in the i guess it's the state or national forest you can buy a dope house like a four thousand square foot five bedroom three bath for like 400 grand yeah it's wild yeah it's unbelievable yeah it's crazy nice mormon neighbors you know Beautiful. Beautiful. They're paying like 3000 bucks a year in taxes. Hey, you want to share your wife? You know, that's what they do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we don't call it wife swapping. We just call it Mormonism. Wife sharing is wife, wife just, sharing. Just, just, <laughs> just like Uber for wives. Can I borrow your, your you know, tool from the shed? Can I borrow a hoe? Yes, you borrow the hoe. <laughs> you can borrow the main hoe, yes. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. Anyway, so let's get on. <laughs> Moving on right along, we got 
Burton came out with the Team USA uniforms, I tell you what, they look like. Have you seen these? I have. Oh, exactly it's exactly cool. like the spacesuits. These are glorious. Uh, <laughs> I love them. Exactly, like that was the inspiration. They were they were inspired by the American space program. It's not inspired. It looks exactly like yeah. the American spacesuit. It is I mean, so awesome. We have a habit. We have a habit of coming up with the most ridiculous, like Olympic uniforms for for our athletes and yeah we've i think we've gone above and beyond how about suck it ralph loren <laughs> this is way better so ralph learned how to made in china that's the other thing that oh the flannel up. like the plaid <laughs> the plaid jacket with the, the jean looking pants yeah, yeah, yeah. yes those yeah. were great yeah. jeans but the but the best part of this is it looks fine like you know separate and then you put it all together and you're like Oh my God! It looks like All the state. I, is, I just love the fact that it's a onesie. It looks yeah. like the state puff marshmallow man <laughs> in a fucking with stripes. It's crazy. No, are they gonna have some sort of like special helmet to go along with it, like an actual like space looking helmet? They should with a stripe on the on the center, right? Those fighter Red pilot stripe. like Top Gun helmets. Get one of those <laughs> underneath there. Exactly. Everybody should have one of those. But what I love about this is like so the innuendo of okay, we're we're gonna do the spacesuits in in South Korea when North Korea. We're calling that guy the, the space man. guy, the rocket man, right? Look at that. Rocket man. It's brilliant. So I think Trump definitely had a hand in this. Trump, we Trump it up. It'll be a Trump tremendous snowsuit, unbelievable snowsuit. Snow suit. It's fantastic. This is the best, most luxurious suit ever. <laughs> it looks luxurious. Just saying. It does look, I would actually sleep in it. I would it, rock this every day. I probably wouldn't wear it out in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it a onesie or is it actually like... 100% a onesie. Okay, if I was going to duke in any suit, I would duke in that suit. All right. I thought it was... I think it's the same one just put together. Hold on a second. They got to have the stripe down the center of the hat. Yeah, that's the one thing they missed. Damn they it. Missed the, yeah, the helmet stripe. Damn it. Ah, uh, that ruins it all. You got to do that as a sign of solidarity for the U.S. Olympics. Oh, really? Maybe. Now, I guess they also have like layers too. Looks like they can get like a, a puffy jacket too, like a white so you, puffy jacket from underneath. So you're saying they're going to be able to eject our athletes into space and be fine? Thinking we're like, oh yeah, I'm in a space suit already. You're also assuming we went to the moon in the first place. They're going to have the next Olympics on Mars. <laughs> I'm speculating, just speculating. Tipsy elves, yeah, right. <laughs> tipsy elves. Oh, I have the uh, tipsy elves. Um, the sweats with the with the deer fucking, it's great. <laughs> I love those. They are so comfortable. I just got my new Tipsy Elves uh, Opry ski sweater for the season, the uh, the Opry Glow. Nice. And, and there's, no, um, there's no better word for it than glow. Uh, <laughs> or just like the wrestling glow? Or? It is. It's, that's definitely not it. <laughs> Why am I on Sephora? <laughs> um, it is definitely pretty epic. I uh, wish we could. I, I wish I could pull it up. I have a picture of it. Damn. For Opera. Remember the remember the um the uh, base layer, Brian, that I had with the with the metal. That was. Oh Tipsy God, Elves. do I ever? That was Tipsy oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I gotta say one? those. Uh, is that is the one. <laughs> wow, that is bright. Yeah. And you know Holy was, cow! They sent that to me. And I was I was actually supposed to get the big air, the men's big air, uh-huh. which is basically a dude doing a <laughs> stick figure jumpsuit. It's premium quality, so I don't know why you wouldn't be excited about okay, it. Afterglow. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. It is like a, I mean, I don't know what color green is that. Is that like 
key lime green. Like if key lime pie color green, and then it's well, Mario, just, you would be better off to comment on key lime the color. Seriously, you're right uh, down there. I'm down here. I know. That's what I'm saying. Where's I got to see a picture. Yeah, uh, tipsyelves.com. <laughs> you're not gonna remember this. Yeah, forget it. Just type it in Google. Just yeah, tip. I got tipsy elves. Just type in uh, Apre Afterglow. Apre got it? Afterglow. Yeah. Skyrockets in flight. Skyrockets in afternoon light. Like, you just wonder, like, what kind of, like, what the people in that factory in China are thinking when they're making this sweater. <laughs> like, who? Oh, you're so fucking crazy. I want to know the mind behind Oh, my God. I saw it. Brian sent it to me. I wow. think Kenny Hendricks, like, it's a picture of him wearing this. That's but it's like a one wow. piece. Like there's like the legs and everything. So I actually that's love that. That's great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to rock it. It's very <laughs> slim fitting too. Slim fitting. Euro cut. Dude, if I had one of those, I'd show up to uh, Thanksgiving dinner with that thing. I'd like, what, what do you think about that, bitches? Wear it to work with like that that matching that pink shirt, like a collar shirt underneath there. Yeah. Class it up. Oh, not once. I'm wearing it every Friday. Every day. Every well, I guess that's Friday. actually a perfect interlude into the uh the main topic today which all is, i know is hold on a sec the oh, hot dog boy. jumpsuit i love the hot dog. i like the stick figure guy. <laughs> stick figure is good the hot dog jumpsuit is good <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love tipsy house wasn't that like what was that a jonah hill movie it was like he's like uh would you like to touch my or would you like to grab my wiener or would, oh, hell, was that, that super bad no i was yeah, way before it was way before super bad Super Bad is one of the funniest movies ever made. The guy, uh, yeah, he was one of those um, restaurant guys. Would you like to grease my wiener, I think he said. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like SNL. Um, what's his face? Justin Timberlake. Dick in a Box? No, not Dick in a Box. He's done the, uh, the, 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 the egg guy, and he's done like, you, you know, the dance and egg stuff. Guy. And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah it's great. awesome. Buy my hot dog jumpsuit. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. awesome. All right. So with that now, we're going to transition to our main topic, which is why Rich is here. Yeah. He's going to be talking about his jam, his baby, which is all about Apre. All about Rich, all about Apre. That's right. So Rich, tell us about it. So, um, so what is all about Apre? I don't know that I could. Besides being a sweater enthusiast. <laughs> Someone who has neon sweater enthusiast sweaters from multiple different companies that he you know frequently wears throughout the uh, opera ski scene. Um, no, you know what? <laughs> it's funny. Like when when uh, you drive back and forth to Vermont for four and a half hours, the conversations in the car take all different kinds of turns and. And somehow or another, two years ago, we, you know, we started chatting, my wife and I, and my buddy, Steve, who's not actually involved in the company, but he, he kind of got me my start, uh, as you know, as a ski contributor for made man. And, you know, we, we're kind of as a group all about opera. We, we like to enjoy, we, you know, we, we ski, we ski hard. My wife snowboards, my buddy, Steve snowboards, my, my buddy, Jay, uh, skis hard, you know, skis. Yeah, but we, we get out there, we ski, we work hard, we, you know, we, we plan a mountain all day, and then we like to kind of celebrate the day together, 
you know, afterward. And that's really what the company's all about. So it's just about good food, good drinks, good people, just all being together, you know, you know, um, at once and, and sharing their stories and, and, you know, having a good time. So it doesn't matter whether you're in a hot tub at the house in front of fire at the bar, mm-hmm. you know, in the parking lot, who cares? As long as you're together and you, you know, you put in your work and now you're going to put in some fun. Nice. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the long car rides and stuff. That's kind of how this podcast even emerged, oh, you know. Right. Like, yeah, we uh, you know me and Mario were doing these drives up, and we did this. Uh, we called us our ski bum week back at Killington a couple years ago. We just did a week where we're like, what would it be like being a ski bum for an entire week at Killington? Be like, you know, you're you're skiing all day, you're going out, <laughs> you're checking out restaurants, checking out you know apres bars. And uh, we would just like shoot the shit in the morning for like an hour getting ready. And it's like, why don't we just make a podcast out of this? You know, because we love skiing. We Again, we're not talking about, well, what are your bindings tuned to? And, you know, like we're not. We, we, it would be that and a bunch of other stupid shit. We'd yeah, have, we're, not, like, we're not. Most ridiculous stupid shit. People like, after a while, people were like, what? That's pretty funny. Why don't you take that? Like, okay. Yeah. That's kind of what evolved kind of in a similar way, you know, because again, we're about the lifestyle, the right. ski lifestyle, you know, what it, that's, that's what's so great about it is, you know, you know, you could have, you could be a, an intermediate skier. You go out there maybe 10 times a year, but you love being part of it. You love just going to the, yeah, standing by the fireplace at the end, having a beer, listening right. to got some dude, local dude playing a guitar, you know, yeah. like there's just, there's so much more to it than just being on the mountain all the time. It's, it's a culture and mm-hmm. it's something like, you know, I mean, you brought up a great point. Nobody has to be great. Nobody has to, not everybody has to be great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have some, I have friends that come with us every year and they're, they're, you know, admittedly not great skiers and they're up there and they, they religiously come every year because they love just being around everybody and being together. And that's, that's really what it's all about. I mean, listen, you're sitting on a, on, on a chairlift. You know, I, I can't stand the people that they whip out their phone or they you know, looking at their phone. The whole yeah. yeah. They don't talk to anybody, right? really trying to talk to now yeah right see that's what i love about you rich is you appreciate the whole interaction like so this is one of the things that brian and i appreciate you appreciate that's why we gel because i tell you what you appreciate like being there right and then the experience you have residual from being there that's the same thing that we had like this is all residual of like going out and skiing and hanging out like doing something that you love, like going out and hanging out with people that like have the same feeling and you see it, you feel it. And that's why I think it's great, man. Yeah. And most people who are into it, you know, and are out there hanging out after are so much fun to talk to because again, they're, they're enjoying the same thing you're enjoying. Right. When I was at, I was at a, um, I was on a ski trip last winter, a media trip to in Utah and they had asked me, they're like, you know, I'm a teacher and, I have a basketball training business too. I, I wear way too many hats. I've come to the conclusion, but um, they're actually like, "What do you like the best? Like, what is what is it that you do that you like the best?" And I'm like, you know, I looked at them and I said, you know, it really sucks hanging out with fun people. <laughs> and, and because, like, you know, my and again, I you know, I give I give my wife credit. She comes up with these great lines. She's like, "There's no one angry at Operate." You know, it's yeah. like there's never anybody. There's never an angry face. There. And if you are, you're a broken human yeah, being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no but i i i I love it and and that's what we're trying to create we're trying to um, you know i'm I'm trying to create a clothing a clothing slash media brand that that centers around that lifestyle centers around just the you know the work hard play hard mentality of like let's go out there let's 
doesn't matter. I mean, if you're, you know, if skiing's your thing, that's fine. If, if, you know, if the spring and hiking's your thing or mountain biking or stand up paddleboarding, whatever, just go out there, have some fun with some people, with the people that you love and you want to be around. And then afterward, you know, go have a few beers and talk about it and, and celebrate, you know, celebrate the times you got together because that's, that's really what it's all about. So Rich, I think that's a good point because I think, um, a lot of the, um, a lot of what I see, like, you know, coming down here to Tampa, it's a little bit different um, culture from, from New Jersey, of course. But I see a lot of people saying, I love to work out. I love to go to the gym. And I'm like, you're in a place where you can go out and be outside probably all but about 50 days out of the year. Well, that's what freaks me out about like that, like those like Peloton commercials. I feel yeah. like you're almost like training some sort of like indoor bicycling right. army. It's like, right. Go well, why would you be indoor? Like, why are you inside I, doing yeah, this? I think, yeah. I think to myself, like, what am I going to do in the winter? Like, am I just going to sit in, in front of the TV? And I, I mean, so many people go, I hate winter. Yeah, it's hate so winter. cold. Because yeah. they sit inside and they bitch and they don't do anything. It's like, you got to get outside. Yeah, you're not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah, get out and do something, you know. Get out there, be active, be fun, you know. Like said, like, even if you go do a wine tasting, you go out and you do something. Yeah. You, know, you get out of your fucking house. I mean, really. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, like, this is the only generation, I think, that you actually have to push people to get out of their fucking house. I never wanted to come home when I was little. Like, <laughs> they would have to track me down. But like, I'm out. I'm, out. I'm, now, I'm like 16 and I'm out. Yeah, right. Kids should have crappy small bedrooms, you know, with no electronics. So they want to be outside. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, and, and what's cool too, like, like well, my one buddy who comes with us every year, he doesn't even skate. He's nice. So, oh, nice. Yeah. And then my, my other friend, her, her boyfriend just joined the crew and, and, and he doesn't ski. So he snowshoes with him. So him, you know, my, that's awesome. My two friends and, and actually the, my one buddy's son, they go out and they snowshoe all day and they're great because, you know, they they get to the bar early, so so they're usually there by like two o'clock. So like you know, a place like Cousins at, at Mount Snow, which is literally a black hole. Mm -hmm. um, you 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 know you go there for lunch and you can never leave. And had a few of those days. Yeah, so you know they're they're there too, and they can they can kind of get us a spot at the bar, and and we can kind of you know still still you know get out there and get last chair, and and then get in there and. Stayed the last call, really. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we did a house at Mount Snow a bunch of years back, and there was a uh, we had a the house itself was great. It was right up. Uh, it was actually on Gay Lane. So like if you uh, God, if you, if you go on Route 100 like past Mount Snow and make a right, it's a Meek is the road. A meek, and it's kind of like a development area, and it and it, it, it kind of goes up the mountain again and overlooks Mount Snow on right. the front side. Okay. So it was a beautiful house, a great area. And the guy who ran it did a great job because he got a good mix of people in the share house. And there was this pack of girls. And it was funny because there were three of them. One was from Italy and she was an unbelievable skier, but everything was shitty. And she'd do like two runs and be done and go to the bar. One girl didn't ski, but would cook all day. So we would all drop like 20 bucks and she would she make wrote, this like unbelievable, like three course meal. And sometimes yeah. we pot brownies because she had a friend in California. Fucking great. That's how you yeah. So, yeah. And like these girls, like even if they didn't ski, they would come to the bar, either station tap room or yeah. to cousins. Yeah. And we'd have a couple drinks together. And it was like 10 of us all just from the house kind of hanging out and enjoying the day and talking about it. And again, yeah, you don't have to be a skier. I mean, it's more fun if you are. Yeah. But just the whole just 
being outside in the winter and somewhere as beautiful as Vermont, it's just, it's great. It really is. I mean, you're getting back to nature, you know? You know, what's funny too is when, when I was growing up, I, my, my uncle is the one who I, I credit for getting me into skiing and yeah, obviously I, I don't <clears> imagine him you know, taking a 12, 13 year old kid like myself out to the bar. Although that doesn't seem to stop me as a father of a eight, five and four year old. <laughs> but that being said, like we, we never really went out. And then as I got older, like we would always, it was me, um, my uncle, sometimes his sons and you know, one of his buddies, uh, this guy, Gabe, we used to call the mogul king. Um, who was far, mogul king. Far from a king of mogul. He was, he was one of those guys that would ski in jeans. Nice. Ah, oh, I love that. Yeah. But he was also the guy, you know, he was also the guy that like you would bring like you would buy a six pack of beer and, and he would drink four of them, you know, <laughs> but, but you know, I give him credit. The guy, the guy somehow managed to finagle himself into a job out in Colorado and now skis like a basin and bail all, all the time. So good for him. But nonetheless, like we weren't, it's weird. Like I don't remember being into the opera ski scene in my, in the time that I that I feel like I should have been into the opera ski team, like during my twenties. Yeah, you know I should have been crushing it at like the wobbly barn or something. Yeah, like and uh, wobbly. Yeah, or the pickle barrel or something. You know, we, <laughs> we really weren't. Like we we would go, we would get a, you know, we would get some beers and hang out at the, probably the diviest of places that my uncle chose to, <laughs> to hang out because that's where like we always stayed at the, the crappiest hotels, and uh, <laughs> you know when. We think, you know, we'd have some dinner and we'd do it all again the next day. He was very much a like, like we needed to be at the mountain at seven thirty and we needed to stay until four o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, first, it's your money's first worth. chair, last chair kind of guy. I'm more yeah. like a first chair, last call kind of guy. Yeah. So at this point in my life, um, and my wife, I swear, who's my you know my opera ski partner in crime, she's I swear she's only in it for the opera. There's, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she would give up snowboarding in a heartbeat uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> But I won't let her because we got three little girls that I want to make sure that we get out there. Good. Keep positive so, state of mind, exactly, right? Exactly. See? Yeah, so, it's got to be yeah, framed in the right way. So the, that's when you really are a good dad, right there. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> oh man. Um, when you will like this. When we're, at cousins, when we're at cousins for four hours at you know at Mount Snow and. <laughs> My kids are like, you know, hanging out. My 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 uh, kid, my daughter, and her friend, who are both eight years older, are hanging out with two twenty-two-year-old girls in the front of the in the front of the stage while Bruce is playing, uh, mm. you know, dance like uh, dressed like Prince. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, um, yeah. So like, you know, like I said, the what I try to do with the media side of it is on that is on my blog is try to give people as much information as possible about you know where to where to ski, where to operate ski, where to have a good time. Here's the best, you know, here's the best food. Here's the best drinks. Here are the best beers. These are the best songs. Go see this band play. And then with the clothing line, I'm just trying to create fun and creative clothing that, that basically kind of reflects that lifestyle of, of just, you know, like I said, work hard and and then have fun with the people that you enjoy having fun with, you know, and, and reflect on that and do it all again the next day. Yeah. No, it's, it's a beautiful ethos because yeah, I mean, we're kind of, that's, that's why we kind of, I guess, hit it off because I guess we both started following each other on Instagram and this past summer you had posted a picture at the beach right? and it was Mammoth beach. I'm like, Surf, baby. I'm like, I just moved there. I'm like, Hey, like I just moved here. Like, where are you? He's like, Oh, I'm in the air. I'm like, wow, I live in the next town from you. Yeah. And like, 
it's so funny. Like we both have these like little, like these, you know, these building, developing little ski based ideas, companies, whatever you want to call them. And we both live at the beach in New Jersey. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. Always operate. Doesn't matter if it's operate surf, operate bike, operate ski. Yeah. That's kind of like, yeah, we're like, we're just like bum life. That's our lifestyle, you know? So that's why you say that. I do operate bike all the time. I'll go out for like a 30 mile ride and I come back and I I go drink with my buddies. It's messed up. That's the, it's not messed up. It's a a celebration. I love it. I love it. Exactly. There's protein in beer somewhere, I'm sure. (laughs) In that CBD one, there is. Yeah. See, another reason for getting that CBD. No, I think it's great. Like you, you, yeah, that's why you burn off those calories. That's why you put in the work to like be able to relax and enjoy yourself at operate. Whatever you do. I mean, like that's the benefit of doing it. You know, it's almost like that's the way you can sell people to, to get into skiing is kind of like bring them to the apres scene first. Yeah. Show them like, well, this is kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's fun if you just come out to drink, but if you go and you like, you know, not bust your ass, but like you challenge yourself, you try new things, you see what you're capable of. And you know what? You have a story at the end of the day. And you know what too is like, always been into food, like always been into food and, and, and drinks. And, and, uh, so like, I, you know, I cook, I, I was actually, believe it or not, I was actually on Regis and Kelly at one point. Were you really? I really was. Yeah. I had some of your barbecue and it was, uh, was absolutely dynamite. Yeah. Ribs, actually. Really? Yeah. Get out of here. I want a contest. Yeah, I want a contest. My wife, actually, she was my, my, I don't even think we were. I, think we I want a contest too, but I can't say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on, I was and so I've always been in the food and I've always loved to cook and, and cook for, you know, cook for my friends. And, you know, nowadays with like a lot of the, the food scene at these mountains is so incredible. Oh, so, yeah even better like now you know you have all these great craft beers you have these these restaurants that are really come up with these creative recipes and creative you know creative dishes for you to eat and it's more than you know like I mean, even the nachos like there's there's a place at um i don't know if you guys you guys have been to stratton right i've never skied stratton never skied stratton so no stratton. we did mount like we did mount snow house for like three years we ever every year would be like do let's go to Stratton next weekend, and we just never did. Yeah, so one of my one of my <laughs> friends owns a restaurant at Stratton uh, called the Fire Tower. It um, it's down at the end of the village, and he took it over maybe three four years ago. He's actually a local guy, and um, never got into the never been in the restaurant business. Took over the Fire Tower and like redid the restaurant. The place is flourishing. Like it's unbelievable. Like hmm. you can't get in there on weekends. You got to call make wow. a reservation if you're even lucky. Wow. And they have these nachos that they're they're ahi tuna nachos. Brian's jam right there. He loves nachos. Oh. Yeah. So, but this is totally <laughs> different. This is not your standard like. Hey, I'm a believer that you have to eat nachos that are built for more than one person by yourself, and then you feel like a bowler. <laughs> so these are made with those fried wontons, like you know, like the fried chips. instead of tortilla chips. Instead of tortilla chips, and it's got oh. like wasabi. Like that is awesome. It's got ahi tuna on it. They're they're so freaking good for for a for a non traditional nacho. Mm-hmm. They're they're off the chain. They're unbelievable. Does he use Vermont cheddar? <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, funny so funny story. No cheddar. How was that nachos then? Well, listen though. So the first time we ever had this, so we're up there on that golf trip that I was telling you about. My buddy and I are sitting there, and we order the nachos, and he looks at the bartender, and he goes, uh, "Giovanna, you know, instead of the tuna and and this, can you just?" some chicken and cheese on that she looks at him like he's got four heads she's like 
yeah, we really don't do that here. <laughs> and walks away. Maybe you prefer the TGI Fridays yeah. down the exactly. street. So <laughs> no joke, him and I just absolutely hammered these things. And, yeah. and we haven't looked back since we, every time we're in there, that's where we're ordering. Cause they're just, they're that good. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite uh, from that ski bum week memories, me and Mario, the one night we went out, we went to the lookout in Killington. I had three girls that day. We got, uh, we got nachos, like chicken nachos there. And then we went out to, um, what's that sports <laughs> bar next to Pickle Barrel? Jack's. Oh, Jack's. With Jack's. And got, is, that where they, is that where they have the free wings? At no, no that's, that's Sushi No, Jack's has the laundromat downstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> the laundromat in the, on the first floor. There's like a, a sports bar on the top floor. Um, we got pulled pork nachos after that. So I had nachos in two places in one night. And it was one of my best nights of my life. And then I ate like another three meals. That was it. So listen, I, I have like day eight experience where I've had those ahi tuna nachos at the fire tower, uh, finished up there, walked over to Grizzlies at, at the base of, of Stratton, you know, not very far away, and had ordered nachos, ordered standard nachos, Grizzlies, which nice. are, are pretty freaking epic. Basic there. bitch nachos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basic bitch <laughs> I'm telling you, it's again, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Like, again, these stories, these memories, like they may seem innocuous or silly to people on the outside but yeah. you know when you tack them onto a day of skiing like they just they're memories you're never going to forget they're like the they're they're like they're ingrained in your soul and your being they're only not silly to brian when it deals with nachos <laughs> no, it's, they're just still just as funny as the time they have. when my son is 18 i'm going to be telling him that nacho story <laughs> he's going to be like dad you're so queer i'm like no day, I remember we ate nachos every day <laughs> Just because you don't have snow anymore, like I'm gonna tell you about my days of snow, yeah. But it was just, yeah, it's just fantastic. It's a beautiful thing. And we were just talking <laughs> earlier, again, the same group chat with our buddy Nick, where uh, we're talking about like, let's just quit our jobs, open a restaurant in a ski town. I'm like, well, but it'll be barbecue, and then we're gonna we'll make breakfast burritos, at leftover barbecue. We'll get a trebuchet. We'll be launching those burritos at people who want to order them on the go. Like we had these like insane beautiful ideas because that's, and that's all the shit that we're gonna do because brian's gonna be driving a goddamn snowcat that's all he wants to do drive a snowcat i was actually looking into going to a snowcat class like a snowcat snowcat driver snow. class and i thought for the podcast what an awesome episode that would be the podcast from the snowcat exactly yeah. from the yeah snowcat. it's like a, it was like a 32 hour course you got to take come on bro do it does it so if i can if i can get them to sponsor me dude if you can do that and we like get, record we it hat ski what would that be you jumping. <laughs> like driving down the street in my snowcat. We're in Whistler. We're like, get a fucking snowcat. Oh, we're talking about like, yeah, we're joking about like, like you know, hey, jack jacking, cat jacking people. <laughs> get out the cat, motherfucker. <laughs> like 10 o'clock at night. Get out fucking cat, motherfucker. It's like to think that shit doesn't happen. You'd hope it wouldn't. They're make, yeah. Then I looked at how much a snowcat driver makes. It's like people oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, all right, guys, I'll just drive you up. I'll just yeah. fucking drop you in wherever you want. What is your, what's your favorite opera ski food? Brian, go. Favorite opera ski food, either the free wings at Sushi Yoshi or any nachos. Okay. Mario? I'm a, I'm a wing guy. I'm a, I'm a wing purist, but I, I like the bone wings, but I like the boneless. So got to be hot, too. So you would go wings over nachos? Yeah. Yeah. Nachos are like everybody puts their hands in there. I don't like the whole hands like community. But self nachos, self nachos is a different story. Self nachos, then they're right. 
I was there, like you know, real knuckly, knuckles deep. Yeah, yeah. They're like in there, and like they're wiping the moose knuckles deep. The problem is, like, people wiping the boogers with the hands, and like, oh yeah, digging right in. It's like, ah, you just ruined the nachos for me. What about selling like just like special rubber gloves for nacho eating? Tongs. Nacho tongs. On the site by tomorrow. Distribute the special rubber gloves, like nacho, nacho eating gloves. gloves. Yeah. All about our prey, nacho All tongs. All about our nacho gloves. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's just like regularly. Like. Yeah. Uh, I like queso too. Queso is good because you dip, you get the dry chip and you dip in the thing. So it's kind of like people touch the chip that they're going to put in there. The nachos, I don't know. And then you well, have somebody who wants to. Yeah, but somebody always wants to steal the nucleus of the nacho, which messes things <laughs> up too. Your entire mouth. <laughs> In the nacho. Dip. <laughs> Can't say. I am a nachos guy. For nachos, sure. right? I am nachos. Nachos guy, uh, or anything with bacon on it. Quite honestly, the one thing about nachos, though, bad nachos are bad. Uh, no, I know. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And this place is no longer exists, thank God. But <laughs> because we, of the nachos, yeah, because they're nachos. <laughs> but we, we went up to Okimo. This was two years ago, and this was it was like this place. I can't remember the name of the exact place. Shitty Nacho Depot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an alligator. There was probably alligator cheese. On nachos. Mm. But yeah, we getting Nacho Depot with alligator cheese. All right. And this was late. It was like maybe ten o'clock at night. We had finally gotten up there because there was an incident. Ooh, an incident. Uh, but, um, but that being said, so much blood. There's a curb your enthusiasm about that. So we get out there, situation. Joint, and we get these nachos, and it was like basically like like cheese whiz kind of nachos. I'm like, God, oh, these nice. so disappointing. Like when you get that nacho, Tostitos with nacho yeah, cheese. Exactly. Like, Just give me the bottle of cheese whiz. I'll put it on myself. Let's put it that way. And, and then I, I referred to the pizza as generic. And my buddy was like, you know, you're so demanding. I'm like, really, dude? I want- it's called having standards. <laughs> I, want better than- I want better than Tostitos and Drizzle Cheese. He's like, this is fucking Elio's pizza, man. It's fair. <laughs> Elio's. It's got So, uh, but I will say, you don't get that type of shit when you go to, uh, when you go to actually Okimo itself. Okimo's, nice. Okimo's food and beverage scene is no joke. Yeah, well, I've only eaten at that the Jackson Gore part. That like yeah. that, Jackson Gore is nice. That yeah. circle yeah. thing they have down there. Yeah, everything's super yeah. legit the, down there. I will say if you ever get to Epic, which is the their kind of mid mountain lodge, it's awesome. I've never been there. Yeah, really, yeah. really good food. Nice. Really good food. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a foodie, so that's kind of plays into the whole the whole thing as well. I like it. Came part up. of the experience, you know. Was the first place I've ever been to in in Vermont. It was fun. You know, if, you, like, if you find that good burger. When 1900 Burger opened at Mount Snow, that first year, they had a, they had like the um, grass fed menu. They had that yeah for an extra buck or two, you got like local grass, grass fed, fed local, and it was pick so, out your cow. It was so good. Yeah. It was off the charts good. Next year, you like skiing and calling out your cow. Like I'm eating that motherfucker. <laughs> you had those boozy milkshakes there too. Remember? Yes. They had like the Maker's Mark like vanilla milkshakes you can get, and then they got all corporate and shitty after that. <laughs> In, sold out. In, in, sold out. That's got a, a burger that's just incredible. Like, no, now we have the hormone burger. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, that that was uh yeah, they, they changed. It sucked. 
Oh, the best. There's one girl that was in the house that was like, I don't eat anything unless it's gluten free, whatever. Like, I, I think they have a gluten free thing. She's like, nobody ever has a gluten free thing. Whatever. So we walk up there in that fucking torrential downpour. Oh. And we get up there and she's like, holy shit, they really have a gluten free burger. I'm like, yeah, so on the menu. Yeah, the, it was like gluten free, like bun they had or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one weekend. So it's just a burger. Yeah, right. There's lettuce. <laughs> Was that like uh, In and Out Burger protein style? They call it. They have like the lettuce for the bun. I give you yeah. protein style. That's what I'm saying. Oh, don't go there. Oh. We uh, there yeah. There was, so we did the at Mount Snow. We did a quarter share. So it was like once a month we'd ha- we'd have the house, and there was you know you, you had to roll the dice the weather you're gonna get. You know like <laughs> yeah. You have your date kind of already defined for you, and you go. You just. Because you don't care if it's torrential downpour or shitty was, weather. You're going. This was January. So like probably the second weekend in January, the Saturday was just a torrential downpour. It, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. There may have been hot brownies involved for the ladies in the house, which things got the, weird. And the best then, was our buddy Rem came up with like two of his buddies and they were like so ski starved. They're like, we're skiing <laughs> They were like both fathers, like they haven't gotten after the whole season. Like one weekend away, like all year to go skiing, and it just they were going through like puddles. It's like, like two foot puddles they're skiing through. Yeah, where it was just a torrential downpour. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks, yeah. You can rip it though because the snow's so soft. It'll slow you down, right? Yeah, yeah so nice. we ended up walking down to the 1900 burger and just kidding. You know, we had to do something. Yeah. You know, we just had to, and we, we got a great burger. We had some laughs. We got a story out of it. You know, and you, you lived the street. We had a good time that day. That was pretty fun. It was fun. We made it work, right? Yeah. That's what you do. That's why you, know, you go skiing. Rather than sit in front of a computer, sit on your goddamn text phone, whatever, you go out and you interact with people. You got a good goddamn time waiting. Life. Exactly. Sure. So now, Rich, where can people... Uh, Look up with you and get uh, follow you on the uh, the socials. Oh, yeah. So the so the website itself is is uh, com. Uh, Instagram is at allaboutopera. Twitter's at allaboutopera. The Facebook page is allaboutopera ski. I, I I don't have a lot of those other things that you guys were talking about earlier. I, yeah. All I have is Pinterest and SoundCloud. I do have a Pinterest page. Actually. Pinterest, yes. There you go. Pin apparently. Pin it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the pinning, man. I'm all about opera um, on Pinterest. There you go. Um, all about Pinterest. This so, big stoner is actually getting better and better. Yeah, it definitely. It it's definitely really good. good. Whetstone. Great nice. job. Whetstone. Oh, Google Plus. Because Google Plus. We yeah. had a, what happened to oh, our Google Plus? Oh, it's still there. <laughs> that's tied to your Gmail and that's, yeah. yeah. That's tied to the, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. LinkedIn, I'm also a rich donor. So yeah, that's about it. So basically, it's um, I'm at All About Opera on Instagram and Twitter, All About Opera Ski page on Facebook, and then All About Opera on Pinterest, and then like I said, the website is AllAboutOperaSki.com. Uh, the blog is I usually put a couple things up each um, each week on uh, you name it, anything anything that I can tie into Opera Ski, uh, it'll be up there. Clothing, food, beer, locations, uh, spacesuits. Spacesuits, <laughs> sweaters. It's all about Mars lander suits. That's if, what's going to happen. Pipsy Elves made that spacesuit. I could put it up there. Boom! It might be there. Yeah, you never know. They're coming out with one soon. I gotta imagine they are. Well, they have the onesies. They really do. Yeah, yeah, they're in the works right now. I guarantee. Oh, they have Hawaiian shirts. Oh my god! Oh, I gotta set my Hawaiian shirt game up. 
Oh, they're all sold out, the ones I want. That's Damn it. Wear that at the spring fling. This year. Hawaiian shirt Friday? My goal in life is to just all summer just wear Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> like, I want to be that why, guy. Why is just summer? It should be That's day of the week, all year round. Well I, well, I rock the flannel all winter. That's my look. Oh, the, uh, the Vermont tuxedo. Oh, the Vermont tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have like 19 flannel shirts. And my whole the thing B-tux. is I try to match my sneakers to like one of the obscure colors in the plaid you know flannel. You nice. Are, you're more than a fashionista um, than people give you credit for. I try, I call myself a, a bumanista. You know, okay. because I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, you I want, want it to look bummish, yeah. but I also have that little tiny hint of of caring. No, you there could be a clothing line off of that, right? Pretty now. much, yeah. I'm taking flannel to the next level, yeah. <laughs> not just the red and black lumberjack. So, with the hat to match. It's hat to match. Yes. <laughs> you lost me. I dropped the mic, but it's attached to this. You lost me. This cable here. It's, a, it's attached to this little. Uh, My beam of love. The one bike. Beam of love. So yeah, so go on there, check it out. Follow Rich on all of his uh, all of his oh, socials oh, yeah. and shenanigans. There's a lot of great stuff he posts. Shenanigans, I like it. Yeah, and I doubt this will be the last time you'd be on the podcast. Going, going from coffee to beer. Coffee to beer. <laughs> but coffee, yes. Coffee to beer. Coffee to like I do like a good blank. CBB. <laughs> <laughs> There's awesome. like 13 shirt opportunities and just the things we've been talking about. Alligator cheese? That's alligator cheese. Cheese. I got to figure out a way to work this coffee. Alligator cheese. Right? Almost like a gauge, like a gas gauge, you know, like empty to full. You have like the coffee on the one and then you have the beer on the other and you kind of have like, you could actually have a movable little needle there from coffee to beer, depending on where you are during the day. Interactive t-shirt. I'm just looking at yours and, you know, thinking to Alchemist. Yeah, the Alchemist. We could, we Boom. could like put a solo cup right in the middle and we could play beer pong all day. That's not a bad move, right? Yeah. Beer pong all day. Velcro, Velcro cup. Yeah. Yeah. So Big Storm Brewery had a life size. They had the uh, volleyball with the garbage cans and, and a whole big beer pong thing at their brewery. It was fucking awesome. Volleyball with garbage. Oh, so like the oh, use volleyball as like the beer pong ball, yes. and then the garbage can as the solo cup. Yes, it was a life size. It was like what? Yeah, it's pretty fun. What about people wearing the garbage cans on their heads and moving around, like moving target volleyball yeah. beer pong? It's a whole other level of beer pong volleyball. That's like X. Like, why isn't X Games like oh, X volleyball? X, X, X beer pong PBR like together creating a whole new. Like Red Bull has like designed all these new sports. PBR games, just PBR games. We're That's obsessed it. with Crash Dice. By we, I mean me. Oh, Crash Dice. You watch Crash Dice? When is that starting? It that's gotta actually yeah. that's starting soon. If Dude, this, you miss the circuit, you miss the trap, bro. Fourteen. This I try to get you. Going. I try to get you on. The, There's on no that. senior circuit though. That's the problem. Fuck the senior circuit, bro. You're in there. Us, not Crash Us. You Thanks, have- donor. <laughs> you don't have anything to like lose. Just get in there, man. The Red Bull created this sport called Crashed Ice. It's almost like let's combine hockey and like snowcross. All right, why can't you do that on they pavement? Like, full hockey gear, and they do this like race. Dude, pavement course in summer, man. And it's the greatest sport ever created. And I again, my two passions that I've athletically in my life, hockey and skiing, combined into one. 
But again, it was it's just too late for me. I need I need this Red Bull senior like a, if they could like Red Bull and Geritol have like a senior <laughs> senior circ version silver and ice. Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull Centrum Centrum Silver. There's all kinds of crashes and collisions and it's just Dude, crazy. I'm telling you do it in the summer like in Central Park with the hills and just do a course, man. But That'd be like- awesome. Tens of thousands of people watching this, and it must take. I mean, I have no idea how long it takes to erect this whole course in these towns. They usually do it in like St. Paul and Edmonton and like Helsinki. I think there's between like five and right. six events. For Canada, the- Canada shows they gather around when people erect stuff. Just saying, oh, for erections, they, we're, they we're really around. going there, huh? We're really I'm going really there. there. I'm telling yeah. you, do it in the summer in the U.S. In the, the U.S. could be like the summer league and then you go to Canada for the winter league. Well, there's a uh, – I, I got an email from one of these hockey companies. I think it's like Hockey Monkey or Hockey Giant. They sell this um, these uh, mats and they're – I think they're like 12 foot by 6 foot that you can use for practice skating when it's the summertime and it replicates the ice somehow. So maybe using those mats, they can make some sort of course for the summertime for training. It's like a whole thing they build for these events. It's ridiculous and awesome. Dude, what they build for the event is freaking amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they like, I don't really know how they put the ice on it. They must spray it on or something. They, it's got to be just like frigid up there too for them to be able to do this. Well, it looks pretty cold when they do it. It's so awesome. Oh, yeah. I love everything about Crashed Ice. All right. So <laughs> if we can get Brian into Crashed Ice, that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, you can check out all the information, all the links. It'll be there at skibumpodcast.com. And uh, our pal Rich just ducked out and said thank you for having him on. And He went under the ropes, man. He went under the ropes. And with that, we will now go under the ropes. All right. First off, this week. UFC website removes malicious crypto code. So this past weekend, there was a big UFC pay-per-view. Uh, UFC, what number was it? Was it 205? What was it? I don't know the number, but it was a big fight. There was a GSP made his return, George St. Pierre versus... Oh, he did fight. Yeah, I did. did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it, man. I missed it too, man. It was a rough weekend. I was in bed by 10 o'clock that night. Uh. Um, so he fought this weekend? Did he win? Lose? What, what happened? Spoiler alert. He's Spoiler the champion. Then. Yes. Really? Yeah, there was actually three <laughs> titles changed hands. All three title fights. It's good for the UFC, I guess. I don't know. It was a big weekend. Big surprises. Yeah, it was wow. really good. Uh, Same three knockouts. shit, man. Three knockouts, too, for new titles. Damn. Yeah. I got to go look back at that. Oh, it's worth checking out. Yeah. So yeah. what... Um. So what happened was there's a, there's code that's been developed by a company called CoinHive and it's Monero, which is a, a different cryptocurrency. It's an alternate cryptocurrency to like a Bitcoin. It's uh, their, their big thing is that they do anonymous transactions. So if you're into, you know, selling black tar heroin or, you know, body parts, probably want to use a Monero or a Zcash versus Bitcoin. Wow. But, yeah. So good to know. Case. Good to know. That's what the bums do. We hook you up with some information. 
so they uh, <laughs> so the coin hive has created this script that you can embed in the web page and it uses the user's browser bandwidth and computing uh, power to mine Monero coins, Monero tokens. And apparently on the UFC Fight Pass streaming site, so the UFC Fight Pass is you know, a subscription service they have where you can you pay 10 bucks a month and you get access to a bunch of different fights and that are uh, exclusive to the Fight Pass. They apparently had this code running on uh, the Fight Pass streaming this past weekend. On their app or the streaming? On the streaming site, uh, ufc.tv slash Fight Pass, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so immediately upon learning of the reported issue, uh, Newleon, which is UFC's over-the-top digital service provider, reviewed the site code and could not find the uh, reference to the CoinHive script. So, Wow. So it's possible crazy, man. they just pulled it off right away or if it was a, you know, a bad actor working on, uh, for that company, just put it in there. Because there's multiple find people it? that have screen yeah, grabs. Wow. Multiple, well, people have screen grabs of, the, uh, of showing that code running or that script running behind the scenes. Oh, that's crazy, man. Which is pretty funny, yeah. Well, one of the big ones was, uh, I think recently, I think it was ABC. ABC Streaming. Showtime. Uh, uh, no, I think it was the ABC or whoever had uh, the new Star Trek on. Uh, I think it was ABC or CBS. Uh, when you downloaded the, that app, they actually had uh, cryptocurrency um, mining code running on that app. So if you had it on your phone or your or your laptop, they were using your bandwidth to like mine cryptocurrency. That was Showtime. It was sh- Showtime, it was but Showtime a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of it's it's pretty messed up. It's not. This isn't the first one to happen. I mean, and it have stuff running on them. It, I assure yeah. you. With the price exactly. of cryptos going where they're going, it's uh, it's not going to be the first or the last. So you're getting access for free. I mean, there's something that they're putting there, you know. Hey, if you use someone else's uh, bandwidth and C- and you know CPU capacity, why not? It's the payoff. You're pretty getting nice. it for free, right? So yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. All right, so we drank the world's most expensive cup of coffee, right, Brian? Not of course. It's all we do. <laughs> I believe it's chock full of nuts exclusive. <laughs> chock full of nuts platinum. nuts <laughs> <laughs> platinum, yeah. It's like, I got a nut platinum. Chuck full of platinum nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're going to sell a $55 cup of coffee, it better come with a goddamn pretty convincing story. So there's a Los Angeles coffee maker named Clatch. Um, that actually sells the or sold the world's most expensive cup of coffee um and it was interesting so earlier this year uh they had a competition all the coffees were rated and there's this bean grown at a single estate hacienda la esmeralda uh which rated a high score and uh, when the hundred pound lot went up for for price, it if it, it fetched a world record price of six hundred one dollars per pound. So that coffee then later later in the year is filtered down, and actually, boom, they make a cup of coffee for somebody out of that out of those beans, and that's what you're getting. So uh, 
it's pretty crazy. They were talking about the coffee in this article and like a whole bunch of stuff, but that still comes down to $55 for a cup. So now how does that compare to that cat poop coffee? Because isn't that one where the, the, they like make the cat eat the bean and then it poops it out and it's supposed to be delicious? Yes, that's even like Kona coffee. Like Kona like is from a cow. But that was more expensive. Well, so Kona is like from a cow, but like a cat is like, you know, you got like a big cat. It's hard to find the turds because they run around the, the jungle. So I don't know. What was that special? It's like a Kopi, Kopi Luwak? Yeah, I think, I, yeah. Out of like a big cat. Yeah, it's like a special, I think it's in, I forget where they do that. I think Vietnam and stuff. They do a civet cat, civet cat. Uh, it's an cat-like animal. If they, I was like, you eating cat dookie beans is what, what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't and know then, how that fermented or does anything better. I mean, I don't know. Because those are between 35 and 100 bucks per cup. I can crap out beans. Would you, would you pay you that much money for that? I don't know. Oh, easily. Easily. Delicious. <laughs> That's crazy. So uh, there's nothing, this didn't go through any sort of feline intestinal tract. I don't think so. I just, just a nice little hacienda, small batch family. Alderman DC Clash was insured. Yeah, it just says uh, they grew it. That was it. Uh, They're saying 100 bucks per pound. Wow. Well, they're saying um, they measured out the beans carefully. And then on a digital scale, next, they ground it. And then they prepared the water. They said they blend their own water so they have the right amount of calcium and magnesium to really bring out the nuances of the coffee. Now, this I sounds actually, almost like a Portlandia. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw something on Shark Tank where somebody had an additive to put into water. And they had to have distilled water is what you start with. And they put an additive in there. And I guess it had some of these nutrients in it. And they actually did a side-by-side test and they brought it out to the sharks and they all tried it. And they were like, this is such a better cup of coffee. But the reason they didn't back it, because they're like, you got to start with like distilled water, which is water with nothing in it, which is fine. But you actually have to bring the water or have a source of water to have it, to put these minerals in the cup before you brew the coffee. You know what I mean? There's like too many steps involved, right? They're just like, it's, it's not, it's trend. It's fine. If you can sell this to like individual consumers that want that better cup of coffee, but like to sell it to like a restaurant is not going to work. So I just think it, it was interesting. Cause they, they actually talked about it here. I'm like, you know, magnesium, calcium, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't see anything about a cat, like pooping it out and then waiting for it. Like, you know, waiting for the cat to poop and, I, pre- I prefer cat poop coffee. <laughs> it just uh, it just dances on my palate more than hopefully, any other kind of coffee. Hopefully washed, the same. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But they say it was it was great. They tasted the bean and all. I don't know. <laughs> so they're saying coffee snobs really loved it, and they prepared by Goldsworthy outside of LA, and it was one of eighty people able to order. 15 grams to be sent to you for $55. Well, you know what they say. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little bit of Coke in here. Maybe it has cocaine in it. I don't know. Could be the cocaine coffee. All right. 
Next up, man parks Sherman tank in swank neighborhood and HOA declares war. God damn. Why is that against HOA code? I like this story. So this is out of the Houston, Texas area. Um, This guy, he purchased a World War II M4 Sherman tank last year. Nice. And there's... Yeah, I know, right? They're saying that this goes for a museum quality version of this goes for roughly six hundred grand. So Damn. they are not cheap. And he's currently parking it outside of on the street of his expensive house in the Ritzy River Oaks neighborhood. I love that. You you never know if somebody's in there, it's just fuck with you. But like, yeah, you, you you try to get into this house. I'm gonna blow you up. It's awesome. Well the I, I don't believe that the the gun turret works anymore. But the guy said it took a year to get here to River Oaks Boulevard. So this particular tank landed at Normandy. It liberated Paris and ultimately went all the way to Berlin. He's That's like, awesome. A lot of history here. And uh, unfortunately, the River Oaks Property Owners Association is considerably less enthusiastic. They sent a letter saying the tank impedes traffic, is a safety issue, and has neighbors concerned. Safety issue. It's it's keeping the neighborhood safe. How annoying are HOAs? I mean, yeah. they really are. People who are on HOA <laughs> boards, no offense, but offense, they're usually like the most pathetic people who are incapable of accomplishing anything in life and now have this little tiny like, sprinkling of power and use it in any way they possibly can. The best part is this thing will take down like, so it's $600,000, right? Yeah. Museum quality version. I'm not sure if this one's actually museum quality. Right. Let's not. say this is half that, 300 grand, right? So you could park a Ferrari next to this, and they wouldn't have a problem with the Ferrari, which is probably half the price of this tank. True. And also, didn't liberate Paris. Exactly. And what do they do with it with a tank? They probably take a little piece of paper, and they 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 – pin it to the tank saying you have to move this tank it's like really and he's oh. like he's like bitch come tow it it's 33 tons good luck <laughs> go find a tow truck to tow it exactly yeah. get a herd of tow trucks and see if they can pull it away basically when you get a judge to get a freaking herd of tow trucks to pull this shit out of here and then i'm gonna move it then again i could just ride over your house exactly How about that? Just right over the neighborhood it's like hey i heard you were the one who were bitching about my tank huh Boom. Through the living room. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, what happened to your Chevy Cobalt over there? That'd be good. Dude, just fucking monster truck riding over shit. Be like, boom. Just like squish everything. They come out in the morning. They don't hear it. The cars are all flattened. Fucking everything's like destroyed on their lawn. That'd be great. I love to the first comment on the uh, on that article. This is from Autoblog. It says, "Never buy into an HOA. <laughs> <laughs> Never buy an HOA. yeah, because they're uh, all you hear. All they do is bitch about everything. Yeah, that's crazy. That's great. So hopefully this guy tells them to shove it up their asses and keeps his tank on the street for a little while. That's so stupid. Yeah, but I think he was. He said he was planning a movie to his ranch anyway. So. It was just temporary. I see you ride it over the neighbor's houses. That's what you do. Just to piss yeah. them off. I'm like, I don't think I'm moving it now. Right to their lawn. Be like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's right. Prove it. It wasn't me. 
Prove it. Prove it, <laughs> I see tart. I see tank treads all over my goddamn room. Wasn't me. Well, it could be a snow cat. Who it knows? There's a, t- a tank down the street, bitch. Could have been a snow cat. <laughs> That's right. Could have been Brian in his snow cat. Mm-hmm. Got a little. Got a little ripple going. You got a little bourbon going. You got a little headphones on. You're just zipping around. You're in the zone. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Next up. So next up, we got daydreaming is good. It means that you're smart. So there's a new study that suggests that daydreaming during meetings isn't necessarily a bad thing, which I'm going to stick to when I'm daydreaming in my meetings. Um, oh, sorry. My, well, I wasn't paying attention. I was daydreaming. See, because, there you go. Because I'm smart. <laughs> smart. Uh, might be a sign that you're really smart and creative. So people with efficient brains may have too much brain capacity to stop their minds from wandering. So I like this spin on things, but the bottom line is you're getting paid to sit in a meeting, being a goddamn me. <laughs> wow, what a company man you are. Just saying, man. Hey, it's not a company man. It's just a frustrated man. I'm like, I'm saying shit. I need you people to listen to it. The key I'm saying is to listen less and say no more because then the meeting will be done sooner. That if everybody was doing their job, I wouldn't even be meeting. That's what I'm saying. That's whole my whole theory is just say nothing, let everything get done quick, so I can go, go and uh, go try to get my movement ring on my Apple Watch completed by going for a walk. There you go. You're trying to get your movement ring. That's all you care about. Exactly. So is that bowel movement ring or just? Oh, that one I complete every day, no problem. <laughs> it's a BM ring or a regular movement. Oh, that ring. one I crush. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing that three times a day without fail. Huh. <laughs> so uh, they did a study and they figured out that um, the brain works together at rest, and that you know they compared teams with participants, and they said the intellectual and creative ability was shown that uh, they were the ones that zoned out. So pretty crazy. So the people who want to validate their intelligence are the ones saying that they zone out because, and that makes them smart, right? Of course. They're smart. <laughs> smart. I'm smart. That's what I zone out. So take it with a that's grain like, of salt. That's like peeing, being someone who pees in your pants and being like, oh, I came up with this whole study that says people who pee in your pants are much smarter. Genius. They should be the genius people because we're pants peeing people. By genius. By genius. <laughs> so it's a, so the end quote is there are important individual differences to consider as well, such as person's motivation or intent to stay focused on a particular test. But they're just adding that in at the last minute. So uh, maybe they don't give a fuck about the meeting. That's maybe that's just an option too. Just saying. I I I tend to agree with this conclusion just because i get so bored in meetings at work that i'm usually on my phone and writing stuff down and i still can keep up and answer questions because of how little i'm challenged there you go boring as fuck but that's just me boring as fuck i hear you exactly all right let's wrap this up what do you got yeah final story of the week how dare they nutella changes recipe Sending its fans to the edge. Oh, this is bad. Uh, you know what? For some reason, people just can't get enough Nutella. People love Nutella. I, I haven't eaten Nutella in like two years. I don't, I don't, I'm the only one. 
I've, I, I can't even tell you last time I had it and um, it was okay. Like it was. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like I have to eat it every day. It wasn't so, so good. I haven't had it for three years or more. Um, now if they made it with almond butter, now I'm in there. Yeah. No. They just made it on recipe good. formula. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, um, they've confirmed via their Twitter feed on Wednesday that the recipe underwent a fine tuning after Ooh. Germany's Hamburg Consumer Protection Center said on Facebook that it appeared the recipe has changed. That set off both panic and anger on social media in a symphony of languages, English, German, and Italian, chief among them. Damn. <laughs> really cool, wrote one user, adding, why not draw a mustache on the Mona Lisa too? <laughs> I thought uh, they did that, didn't they? It actually spawned the hashtag Nutellagate. I got to look at Nutellagate, see what shit is out there. Now, this is a fun, adorable story, but it also exemplifies everything that is wrong with people on the internet. I mean... There's a Twitter backlash, apparently. Like, is this really the biggest concern people have? Like, how fat and disgusting are you that Nutella's recipe matters this much to you? You know, the funniest thing is like, so we got global warming, people shooting each other. Like there's a lot of really, really important shit going on. But Nutella gate is like occupying people's time. It's trending right in the, on Twitter. This is a ski season that's like ready to, it's starting now. Mm-hmm. People are looking at Nutella. So Nutella was invented by Italian chef. Pietro Ferrero after World War II out of necessity, according to the BBC. Cocoa was hard to come by in post-war Italy. In an attempt to make chocolate paste without much chocolate, he decided to stretch a little bit of cocoa a long way with hazelnuts. He shaped this into a loaf he called Giandujo after a carnival character. Thus, the hazelnut chocolate spread was born. Years later, Barrero's son, Michelle, would tweak the recipe and rename it Nutella, and it became a worldwide sensation. Boom. Right? Damn. For some I, reason, in the past five years, Nutella sales are up 39% in the U.S., despite nutritional concerns. That is crazy. Is this despite like a Ponzi diabetes. <laughs> is this like a Ponzi scheme? Like, I don't understand, like, how this is, like... It's like the most incredibly profitable thing to make. You know, it's funny. Like, it's, it's crazy how like this was developed out of necessity after World War II. Just like when you hear about like, you know, a lot of the good like Southern U.S. barbecue foods. It's all like slaves because it was like the, the, the cuts of meat that were tough to cook. Brisket and ribs. All that stuff was hard to, you know, they had to figure out a way to make it work. And now it's like the most expensive and and you know, coveted items. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's so funny. Fans are calling the move underhanded and dreadful. Meanwhile, enough people blamed Brexit for the change that a Mandela spokesman had to tell the BBC this change was not done as a result of Brexit. Ah, uh, it's the great Nutella conspiracy. It's happening. Do I mean who the fuck cares? Eat it or don't it's eat in front it. Of your Fuck face. yourself. <laughs> like really, like, this is the biggest concern right now. 
the Nutella, it's Nutella gate, man. I guess that just shows, I mean, how great the world we live in right now is that this is our biggest problem is the, the USS make, Trump. The people and making the rest coconut, of the world has Nutella. The people are making coconut hazel spread are changing the recipe. That's our yeah. biggest problem in the world. I'm losing sleep over it. I don't losing know how sleep. I'm going to get to bed tonight knowing this. Hashtag Nutella Kate. Hashtag losing sleep. I have to go to Costco tomorrow and buy as much original recipe Nutella as possible. Oh, remember the, the size of the things we saw in when we went to Austria at the oh, duty free? Right. That was at the oh, duty. Yeah, at the airport. It was like a three three pound bucket of it. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even call it like a can. It was a bucket. Now imagine if you'd bought that and held onto it, what you could sell it for right now. No, oh, like Nutella futures. Nutella futures. Nutella futures. <laughs> Dude, I'm cornering the market on Nutella futures, bitch. I'm out there. I got the original recipe. It's like your four locos, man. Yeah. Four loco original recipe. <laughs> the Duke's trying to corner the Nutella futures market. <laughs> Nutella and four locos futures. Corner that. Glorious. <laughs> yeah, like a frozen kind of like, no, no, we have these frozen. They're like cryogenically frozen. <laughs> Perfectly intact. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I guess that about wraps up the old podcast for the week, huh? That wraps it up, man. Whew. So, yes, so special thanks to our uh, our guest, Rich, from All About App. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll have the link to all of his information in the show notes. And, uh, you know, you can find us all at skibumpodcast.com. We're there on the socials. Twitter.com slash skibumpodcast. Instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. Facebook.com slash skibumpodcast. We're also on Pinterest as the Highfalutins. And we're on SoundCloud as well as highfalutin-skibump. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Another special guest interview coming up. So stay tuned. Be good. Stay high, stay blue. See ya.